just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 10 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season one, episode 10. Sometimes you have to go there to come back. Luke, you mind if we get a few words before your first game? We're going to put it on the internet. Ravenshoops.com. Yeah, we're going to have a webcast and everything. What the hell is this? Well, we have this website. Yeah, we're sports announcers. Not in here, you're not. The locker room's closed. No media. Did you hear that? We're media. So welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is season one, episode 10, sometimes you have to go there to come back. Dom, we are here. How are you, my friend? I feel like episode 10 is like a like a marker. Okay, I'm glad you said this because I was going to mention this. Go ahead. No, you tell me first. I want to know what what your initial thoughts on the episode were, if you remember them, or like over the sort of four or five watches that you've had, and kind of what you think about it now. Because for me, th- this, like I said, it was like a marker. Mm. So I'll let you go first. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, this is the first time I'd viewed it in this way of actually, this could have been like a mid-season finale. Like it felt like it wrapped it up towards the end, except for there's like a one minute, not even that, maybe a 45 second scene that sort of added on the end of uh, Dan and Debs in the cafe. If that wasn't there, it's kind of like almost wrapped things up. Like this could be the end. Um, but... It made me realize that maybe I haven't done a great job of telling you some of the background. So the show was almost canceled at this point. That makes perfect sense. Because literally I was thinking they've either got to a point where they've, they they think they're going to run out of money or they thought they only had to make 10 episodes and then someone's gone, we want you to make 12 more. Yeah, we'll see how it goes after 10. Yeah, and that's kind of how it felt. This felt like an end of season episode. And it brought together a lot of the bits that I've, I've kind of mentioned or like predicted. So mm-hmm. the, the basketball team, particularly Nathan, making it to the River Court and playing a game with them. Yeah. Um, which, you know, you're grinning at me now, um, but you didn't give anything away. <laughs> for, you know, frustratingly for me. But we've got to this point where I've, I've gone, okay, this has happened. As I'm watching the episode and thinking, things are wrapping up. We're like winding down on certain things and we're getting to the end of a certain plot line. That's how it felt. And then mm. I'm thinking, it's only episode 10. We've, I've literally got, is it 24 or 22? I, I'm not actually sure. E- either way, I've got 12 to 14 more episodes of this season still to watch. And I was so like, I, I really w- wanted to know what your thoughts were on this, like particularly the first time you watched it. So it's interesting for me to hear that we, they kind of almost had to close it from there. Yeah, uh, so it's 22, I just checked, 22 episodes. Um, yeah, so it's referred to by the producers and Mark Schwann and all of the, you know, the the sort of creative team as 
they call the show the little engine that could and that's because when it started it had like terrible ratings like right at the beginning the first few episodes hardly anybody was watching and then as it went through it it sort of got a core fan base and that fan base remained really loyal and i believe it was like in the second season is where it really started to pick up um and sort of get higher ratings but it gets compared to the oc a lot and the oc is a show because they came out at the same sort of time the oc is a show that instantly had like uh you know big audience and then it kind of burnt out quickly and only lasted like four seasons and i think like by the end by like the fourth season there wasn't as many people watching where one tree hill kind of consistently built um as as it went through there's a lot more that i would i could say on this but i don't want to because it's not time you know it could be spoilers and everything i think when i first watched it i already knew that there was like i think season nine hadn't happened yet so i think there was like i already knew there were eight seasons so i knew that this was not going to be the end so i probably never really thought about it being like a posed as like a finale but watching it this time and because i'm having to watch them separately this is the only time ever that i've watched them a week apart every time from the beginning it's been binge watching um so having the gap in between makes them feel you know like singular episodes so um I, it does make change things a little bit are you noticing a lot more so are you being a bit more critical of the of the show yeah i think having the space in between them and allowing them to breathe I think it makes it better, because uh, even better, um, because the storylines, they it feels like they last longer, yeah. even though they don't. But we've been doing this, what, 10 weeks, and, you know, we're only halfway through season one-ish, not even quite there yet. So it's like, you get to spend longer in season one of One Tree Hill, rather than, I would have probably, I would have finished this. <laughs> I would have been on, I don't know where realistically, if I was maybe watching two or three a night you know my wife falling asleep with headphones on that's what how we doing what a season in what 10 days maybe maybe a bit less so you could do the whole nine seasons in you know under three months uh, i think was it emily that said she'd watched it all in in about three months maybe yeah like eight weeks eight eight to ten weeks something like that yeah I reckon I could smash that in <laughs> a lot less. Really? Obviously not allowed, but... How... how if, Of a different TV show, like, is there anything relative that you could compare, like, as in something that's got, like, eight or nine seasons? Uh, I've, I've watched full seasons of Star Trek where there have been seven seasons mm. in about two weeks. Wow. <laughs> and they've had, like, that amount of episodes in a season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're and they're forty-minute episodes. Yeah, they're long episodes as well. Yeah, wow, they're thirty to forty minutes. Yeah, love it. I'd literally just put it on and just go. It will just play until I get the old. Are you still watching? Reminder. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> this is too much. Why are you still watching this? <laughs> it's one of one of those moments. But I, um, I, I am enjoying the not being able to watch it in succession though. I think it is quite nice to be able to watch it and then stop and kind mm. of go back to that older way of watching. Because mm. now we do expect everything 
uh, in a flash in our hands mm. straight away. Th- this is why um, some people in like newer generations struggle because, like with things like this and waiting for things to come out and they want it because everything's in the palm of your hand mm. and you can have it immediately. You can Amazon Prime something and have it the next day. Mm. Or, uh, the same day, sorry. Mm. Um, so everything is instant these days. Uh, and uh, I'm, you know, a victim to that as much as anyone else is, is that I, like I said, I can watch a whole series of something and a whole, a number of series in absolutely no time at all. I'm the ultimate binge watcher. Um, and there's things that you, it becomes an expectation, doesn't it? Where people go, I can have that in my hand in the next five hours. I'm going to do it. And they do it. And, and that's kind of the culture. So it's quite nice to go back to this way of watching and watch something once um, and then I get the opportunity to watch it twice, obviously because it's on a platform where I can do that. Um, but then I don't watch the next one until the following week. So mm. I kind of set Sunday as like my watching day, <laughs> <laughs> depending on um, when we're recording. But we always tend to record on the Tuesday. So uh, I will watch on the Sunday, watch again on the Sunday if I've got time, if not the Monday. Um, and then we come and record Tuesday. So it's kind of fresh in my mind. But I don't get to that next episode until the following week. So it's quite mm. nice to have something to wait for. Um, as much as... So there'll be people that watch programs like The Walking Dead and stuff like that. And but they'll almost spoil it for themselves by looking looking it up and finding out what IMDb happened. IMDb yeah. shows how many episodes the actor's been in so you can kind of work out. Like Instagram. It's lucky that I don't follow anything One Tree Hill-wise on Instagram. Because I, I've kind of stopped watching The Walking Dead. So the last two seasons I've not really watched. Same. But I know exactly what's happened in the first episode of this current season, which started in the UK yesterday, because of Instagram. Mm. So everything that's happened... I already know. So I don't need to watch it, really. You didn't need to watch it anyway. That show became yeah. hot trash. <laughs> I watched like six, seven seasons of that, and it just became so trash. Yeah, they could have made it so good. Yeah, they really could have. They needed to, to, to kill key characters earlier. Mm. But never mind. We anyway. need to talk about One Tree Hill, <laughs> the game changer, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but okay what i wanted to ask you about your watching process so you watch twice famously we talk about this yes do you find differences in the way that you watch it to the first time to the second time like is the first time you're kind of like watching it relaxed like just taking it in enjoying it as a regular episode and then the second time you're going into like critical detail or the other way around or how does that work it tends to be tends to be i'll watch something first all the way through with a just relax and watch it and then on the second watch i'll be a bit more okay why did this happen why did that happen what have i missed from the last episode that's now translated into this episode um what has fed from the last episode into this episode and i kind of review it a little bit more um but on on the last few i actually did that first and then stopped to watch it like in a relaxed position so dom shall we jump into our character journeys let's do it i think this episode has got a lot going for it it sure does a lot a lot has happened in it so i think it's it's gonna be a good one i'm glad you said that (laughs) where would you like to start my friend i actually i'd actually quite like to start with jake okay jigelski jake jigelski okay Tell me about Jake. Where did Jake begin? He began by a tree. He did. He was having a little nap. 
during very, school. Very tired. Right, can I just say, before we get into him, so my wife never watches this with me, right? But as I told you off microphone, I was a bit behind on my schedule this week. So I actually watched a little bit of it just before we came, or I watched the whole thing before I came here. It was important. <laughs> but uh, she caught a little bit of it, and she was like, is this a high school or is this college? Like, and I was like, no, it's the high school. She's like, it's massive. And he was like, and I was like, oh, this is the bit where Chad Michael Murray's got this little soul patch. I didn't even notice it. Still. Still, yeah. I obviously haven't paid enough attention to you, his chin. You should. Chin and bottom lip. Pay more attention. Okay. But um, I was like, yeah, well, Dom and I always say on the podcast that we refer to them as young adults rather than teenagers. Because I was like, look at the way they dress and whatever. She was like, yeah, it's, they're big man clothes. Like as in, <laughs> that's like no 16-year-olds wearing that. That's like a 40-year-old man's like, you know, dress. And they all look like old, much older. Because he's wearing like sort of like a leathery suede sort of jacket, Lucas, isn't he? And yeah, I don't know. What, do, do you see that? That they kind of dress much older than... Now, you know, now that you've pinpointed it, I can kind of see that, but I'd never really... In my head, they're, they're supposed to be playing teenagers, so they're teenagers. I've told you, though, they're not. They're young adults. Right. Because you have to see it that way. <laughs> I see it that they're going through that. It's kind of, It almost feels like post-adolescence, doesn't it? Yes. So they're getting to that phase. They're moving from one to the other. Yes. They feel like they're much older than 17 anyway. Yes. When I was 17, I wasn't doing the things they're doing. <laughs> well, yes. Adolescence, um, it ranges from, uh, I think from like 12 to like 22 is how they class adolescence because it's a whole period. I think it can change between... Uh, you know person to person but they say it's basically from the period of it's basically like your education you know before work it's yeah. kind of like your adolescent period if that makes sense do you see what i'm saying yeah but because you've always seen them as being the same age as you when you first started watching right yes 22 22 uh, 23 yeah and have they always so the older you've got the more you've watched it has their age in your mind changed no, I I was twenty three when I watched it um, for the first time, um, and then maybe twenty four, twenty three, twenty four. How how old was I in twenty twelve? Um, <laughs> eight years ago, so I was twenty five. No, twenty five. No, I was twenty four. 24, 25. Yeah, yeah, well, 24. Yeah. In the beginning, that was, I'd watched it a bit before. 23. Yeah, first time 23, second time 24. No, I th- I see them as, uh, yeah, I still see them as that age. Do any of them, so the, the girls in it, Hayley and Peyton in particular, stand out as being older to me okay. than the rest. Yeah. Lucas tries to be older. Mm-hmm. Nathan and Brooke are still teenagers. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and, and and Nathan, the way Nathan dresses, now that is more like what yeah. I was wearing at that age. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And Lucas sometimes. Yeah, and Brooks in like 
kind of velvety tracksuits for most of it, isn't she? Yeah, that feels more teenage. Yeah. Yeah. And then, anyway, sorry, distracted. Jake is by the tree. Oh, we got for Jake. Yeah. So Jake's uh, having a nap, uh, leaning on a tree. And he, yeah, this is when Lucas approaches and kicks him on the foot and is like, hey. Coming down the stairs behind Lucas is an extra. And it is Raymond! <laughs> is that me, man? Just randomly coming downstairs in a Carhartt jacket. Funny enough, I, I'm not... What's really weird is I'm not looking for him. Maybe I should. I don't look for him. He looks for me. I see him. <laughs> is he pointing at you? <laughs> yeah, hey. he goes, Raymond! <laughs> Raymond! <laughs> um, uh, anyway, we get to a point where Lucas is questioning why Jake's tired. And he says, who's the lucky girl? Who's the lucky girl? Yeah, something like that. And Or who's the girl, at least, anyway. Yeah, you wouldn't know her or something like that. Yeah. And it's, obviously, we do now. We now know that Jake has a baby. Whose name is? Jenny. Yep. And Jenny is obviously keeping him up at night. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, because he is a single dad. We know this now. We do. But we. what's really nice is that the, the, the story of jake and the reasoning moves forward in this episode Mm -hmm. and from you telling me what you told me about this potentially being the last episode um it almost feels like they had to explain that in this one yeah well so i just to touch on that a bit further so in the behind the scenes stuff that i watched so when i watched my last run through which was the impetus of this podcast because i was like what can i do now i've watched this four times and i want to take i need to take my love to the next level <laughs> so intense about it i was oh like my. dominic get on the phone i'm gonna do a podcast i don't care if you want to watch it or not you can do it with me say yes what did you say okay i said that's right <laughs> now call me colonel yes colonel <laughs> good the, the redness in your face is terrifying it's actually really scary <laughs> And when you do that, you look down, so everything's shadowed. I'm actually scared. We talked about doing like a Halloween episode. I'm terrified. I'm good. Already. I'm good. <laughs> like I said, the door's locked. The microphone is on. You will record this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Ravens. <laughs> but, the, uh, but yeah, anyway, at the end of that one, or that run through, I was like, I have to watch uh, all of the extras now. Like, I, I want to know everything, like, all of the behind the scenes, all the DVD extras I'd never watched before. And on all the season one ones, they were saying, like, the cast, the crew, the writers, and Mark Schwann was that week to week, they didn't know if they were going to have another episode on the air. Like, it would, they'd have filmed, they must have filmed, like, three or four ahead, you know. Um, but they kept feeling like it could just come to a stop because the ratings weren't high enough, but... They just gradually built and built and built, and it just got that solid fan base. So, uh, yeah, it makes sense that they would potentially leave it all wrapped up so that you wouldn't be disappointed as a watcher. Yeah, and it's made it across the pond as well, hasn't it? So obviously it's reached you. It's going to reach hundreds of thousands of others in this country as well as, you know, across the world. So it's definitely one that... I watched this episode thinking this feels like it's the end and um, they'd written it as if it was going to be the last one so one of my questions was always going to be should this have been the last one did they only ever intend to make 10 because you've always told me that Mark Schwann wanted it to be a film Yeah. so is it 
you can make a film, but over you can make this over ten episodes. Go. So he did, and then it was okay. Actually, we want more. Mm-hmm. That's where I wasn't sure where we lie. But if, if it's budgetary, you can understand, can't you? It's like okay, let's put as much content in as we can. I think that kind of explains to me a little bit why the story moves quickly so moves forward so quickly so you know when I come up with my little predictions and I think this is going to happen or that's going to happen and then in, and I think oh it happened down the line and it happens in the next episode maybe that's why maybe it's mm. like the budget is telling us we can only make it th- this many episodes long so we need to squeeze it in now mm. maybe that's maybe that's why they did it maybe when they eventually work out I don't know maybe you can tell me is when they work out that they've got enough of a fan base and enough of a budget to continue making it up to nine seasons, which they do, does it? Does storylines and plot lines stretch out for longer? Uh, yeah, they do. I think um, going forward with the other seasons, it's like this is the only season where it could have the plug could have been pulled part way through. I think when it gets to like the other seasons, it's like, well, you're going to sh- at least shoot twenty two episodes, twenty four episodes, whatever it's going to be. Whether they all get aired, you know, but they're, you know, the budget's here. We're going to shoot all of these, you know. So this is the only season that's like that. But as we go through, there's a lot, basically, almost every season, they didn't know whether they were going to get renewed for another season. Um, So it's not because of the content or anything like that, but because it did have quite low ratings, but it continued to build all the way through the whole, you know, it's quite... The opposite usually it's you get a massive viewing for the first episode and then it, it dwindles off you know yeah so did, yeah. It, did it happen as season one had really low ratings then we got to season two and it had the same following but then season one picked up again because people were watching reruns or i i guess so i guess i don't know because they wouldn't have had the it would have all been box sets in 2003 wouldn't it rather than you know streaming platforms and whatever because it is still there's so much love online for this still like people are watching it every day one of our patrons um, who reached out said that they watch part of a one tree hill episode every day not like a full bit but you know like a little segment every day wow every day not like as in you get to the end of season nine and then don't watch it for two years like get to the end and start again like every day that's how much it's impacted this person that they watch the same bit no no no, no. like they just watch a different yeah watch like i'm gonna watch know. 20 minutes yeah and then i'll watch the next 20 minutes and the then just day. keep going and going and going. yeah yeah they want to uh and it was and it was a male person as well which do you know that's actually been uh nice to see in a way that Partly what I thought was unique about our podcast is it's two male perspectives on it where the other podcast like Tree Hill Talk, which is amazing, check that out if you haven't already on the It Takes Free podcast network, is, um, you know, free ladies perspective and it's great. And you've got the River Court cast, which uh, if you haven't checked that out, check that out as well uh, with Lex and Ryan. You've got, you know, male and female and then ours, which is like two males. I think it's quite, and because it's, I would imagine that the gender split of the audience is probably like, I don't know, 70-30 in favour of women watching. Do you think that's probably... I mean, you guess, what do you guess? Yeah, I think that seems like a fair split, assessment of the split anyway. Like I from, probably... from, from the reaction that we get on 
you know the bits that you show me on Instagram and the bits that you in terms of the followers that you tell me we've got and people that reach out to us and the patrons that we have on Patreon they are predominantly female yeah except for the very small margin of we've got one male patron haven't we yes and we've got this other person that's reached out maybe two other people that have reached out that have been guys yeah well we've well it's been there's been quite a few and i thought there wouldn't be as as many as there have been and it's nice because as you know a guy myself (laughs) um it's like wow that's awesome because i guess i kind of always thought maybe i'm in like a bit of the minority here um not that that makes any difference but uh yeah but yeah it's it's awesome i don't know how we got onto this sorry (laughs) yes so jake and then where does that move to is the next part we see him where lucas goes to his house to be like you want to go to river court well uh, basketball practice is cancelled so you got the whole team there whitey comes out and says practice is cancelled, like, and gives them their reasons why. And they're all kicking off and moaning. Like, Tim is the, the only one that really vocally moans about it. The rest are kind of like eye-rolling and walking off. And Jake says, to be honest with you, why he's done me a favour. Yeah. And Nathan says, yeah, me too. And they, and they all sort of disappear off their separate ways. Um... And then the next time we see Jake, it's at his house. He's on his like front porch playing his guitar, and Lucas turns up. I'm quite surprised that Lucas has never been round his house or past his house before, because um, he's always concerned as like, oh, where is he? This guy doesn't turn up for training on time. Um, he doesn't turn up for games. He doesn't come to some of the games or the away games. He, he, the, from the appearances that he isn't there anyway. He might in tree hill world have actually been there but we just don't see him but i'd be very surprised if they had a character playing a game that we don't see if that makes sense so that there'd be no reason for them to include him without him physically being there mm-hmm. so there's obviously a plot device there to not put him in because they they need it to be that he's at home babysitting and you know raising his daughter um so i can only assume that um, is intentional from a directorial point of view but I don't understand why Lucas has never visited before <laughs> so if Lucas is always questioning what, where he is and if he's okay and he, you know I, I don't know why he's late for practice and this that and the other why has he never gone around before and gone hey Jake what's what's the matter what's going on and he goes oh you know what come and meet the reason why I'm late for practice sometimes or why I, I don't go to games which I thought was a nice moment in this episode yeah, I think it's really nice, and it, I guess it, it further progresses their friendship, and he allows Lucas into his world, literally and figuratively, and it's yeah, it's a nice moment, and Lucas reacts positively to it, and then he also says about how you know, but you shouldn't hide this because he felt like that you know in his own upbringing and actually you don't ever want jenny to question you know her importance in this world or her role in this world or her place in this world and and doesn't want you to feel ashamed yeah of her like he's kind of felt for most of his life 
Exactly. But, but going back to Lucas's reaction, what did you think of it initially? Because I thought of it very differently from the way you've just explained it. What do you so, mean? Well, I think so he, his, it was very positive. To, you thought, I see, I didn't think he was positive at all. Really? I thought it was positive about it being the daughter. Yeah. And that was exciting. Yeah. And then when he when Jake says, I don't want to, you know how the kids at school can, can be like, so yeah. I, I don't want to bring it up. Um, Lucas turns on him a little bit. He does, but I think, yeah, okay. Well, I guess, I mean, his introduction when he walks into the house and he's like, oh, you know, you know, it's baby, and he says that it's his, and, he, and Luke asks about the mother. I thought it was all, you know, it was, you know, like the moment where we said about where Peyton almost laughed at Haley for being a virgin. You know, it, it could have, with a different character, there could have been reactions like that, you know, not like laughing, but, you know, of a childish response. But I thought Lucas reacted, you know, maturely. Uh, but then he did kind of, yeah, he did sort of turn on him a little bit, but in a way of guidance, I think it was done with the undertone of kindness to try and help him to navigate and to you know be proud you know yeah he's got a daughter young but you know it's it's still his daughter and he is very proud of her yeah so he should enjoy that and it's going to answer so lucas says well this answer has answered a lot of questions about you yeah and it would answer a lot of questions for everyone else i'm sure luke's not going to be the only one who's you know, asking those questions, there's going to be a lot of people on the team or in the school that are, mm. are going to be thinking he just disappears at this time or he just doesn't turn up for games. But why he keeps him on the team? On the just, varsity team, as yeah. Well. It just it just feels a bit strange. Why is why is he allowed to play um, at all if he just doesn't turn up for every training session or every every game? And no one turns against him though, like yeah. as in. You know, so then we move forward to he gets an invite from Lucas that's the folded over like poster for the open mic night at Karen's Cafe. And then it says on the back, what had Lucas written on the back? Oh, God. He'd written, uh, there's high chairs. Don't worry, we have high chairs or something like that or booster chairs. I missed that. I didn't see that. Yeah. Nice. He'd like handwritten that on. Good touch. So the, again, that's sort of the kindness, you know, sort of saying, you know, why didn't you welcome her to the community? And then... I, I just with Lucas's initial response, to that it just felt like um, it was it was very passionate, but also quite. I thought it was just quite forceful in the way he came across. Mm. It was like I need to tell you that actually, what you're doing is is not going to be right for her when she grows up. She's not going to feel welcome or accepted. Because that's how I felt. But do you not? Would he not be remiss for not saying that? Oh, though? I'm not saying he he shouldn't have said it. I'm just saying the the way it came across to me, I was surprised because he's been so calm and friendly, and him and Jake have had a really good relationship this whole way through. And then it was a immediate switch into you're absolutely doing the wrong thing. This is what you need to do. Mm. Um, and you, you no know, fair play. I completely agree. But I just I was just surprised with the way he came across because that that's probably the most sort of passionate we've seen him be. Mm. Um, 
without you know getting into a fight or getting into a row with someone um so yeah that was good well i think a real friend helps you better yourself right and i think sometimes you people don't want to hear some of these things you know sometimes it's you being a good friend can mean having to deliver awkward point perspectives it doesn't mean that those perspectives are right either like you know you could people could argue in the contrary to what lucas was saying but if he believes that that is going to have a positive impact on him and on jenny's life then therefore it's like his duty to at least put it forward you know so uh but yeah i agree he yeah he did show passion it made sense as well i think it was good writing because it does touch into his backstory. Yeah. Layers. <laughs> so then I, the final bit for Jake, really, or penultimate bit, sorry, is that he turns up at the cafe, performs, introduces everyone to Jenny, straight up, you know, this is my daughter. I normally only play for my daughter, Jenny. Said that I should expand to a friend said I should expand to a wider audience and you know this is everyone this is my world I think he says yeah he plays nice performance what did you think there's a lot of music in this a lot of things we got to talk about with music in this one hey Zeus <laughs> but um, how did you find this uh, performance he it was him opening up in two aspects wasn't it he he was performing um, for the first time for other people uh and he's letting him into his world and saying this is my daughter and she is mine and at the moment you don't need to know the circumstances of it just that i have this baby and i'm the parent and carer of it of her and i will not be ashamed of that um the song itself i wasn't I wasn't that keen on, <laughs> um, but uh, I can appreciate that he's a, a very good singer, talented musician. Okay, oh, I'm going. <laughs> but one person in particular loved was it. Taking she exception loved it because it was so like drab and sad, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Who was this person? Peyton. She loved it. Straight right. As a first time viewer, when yeah. you see a couple like reaction shots of her watching him perform, like how quickly did you put the dots together that I there's my first um thought was she changes her mind quickly, doesn't she? She not muck about. Literally Nathan Lucas Jake. Wow. Well you could because uh <laughs> You could say that Lucas rebounded from Peyton to Brooke. There's a good argument for that. But nothing ever happened really between them, really. No, but they, just, well, they kissed like and they had, they had the heavy breathing moment. But then <laughs> There's a lot of heavy breathing. She said no. And then, you know, he kind of rebounded to Brooke quite quickly. And then you could say that coming off... We'll talk about Peyton when we get there. But coming off the back of the cliffhanger of the last episode... This is her rebounding onto Jake, do you think? She's, like, instantly putting her attention somewhere else. Um, from the beginning, she's been interested in music and art and stuff like that. And this guy that plays basketball that isn't too dissimilar from, uh, you know, Lucas and Nathan is also a musician. 
So it, mm. it kind of feels like a natural attraction, really. Mm, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, nice. Okay. Throwing a curveball every now and then. <laughs> so she... Wrong sport. They <laughs> they have a little uh, little moment. Light flirtation. Just light. I, I really like the moment you know, when the ball's running to her. Is that the bit you mean? On the river court? No, I mean just at the end of the performance. And then she's saying, oh, she's got your eyebrows. And he's like, oh, I hope not. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a nice bit of chat there isn't there and then it ends in yeah the river court and then yeah the ball runs towards her they're taking pictures with jenny yeah i just i like the bit where um peyton gives the ball back to jake there's that pause where they're looking at each other and there's a bit of a smile from jake and brooke takes the picture and says well i guess because it's a polaroid holds it up to peyton and says well i guess that answers the gay question Oh, I didn't actually hear that. <laughs> oh, did you not? No. Oh, that's what she says. I guess that answers the gay question. So you know, he obviously likes you. You like him, kind of. And moment. could you see that as imagery as her passing the ball to him to say that the ball's in his court? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I hadn't really thought of that. <laughs> that's not a bad thought at all. <laughs> that's that's what I thought. It was like it's your turn now. Yeah, your turn. Yeah, now um, what's up? Yeah. I've showed you that some interest. Now yeah, was, now what's good? But okay. she's she said all the, like she said from a few episodes ago that she just wants to have fun and just kind of do whatever for a little while. So she wants to have a have a child, and so she's just hooking herself up with a guy who's got a kid. That's not taking on any extra responsibility, is it? Right. Right. He he mentions his parents, doesn't he, briefly? They mm-hmm. both work shifts. They work nights. They both work nights, sorry. This is yeah. a bit odd. It's just plot devising. Do you ever see them? You're allowed to tell me. Uh, I don't think you do. You never see his parents? I don't think so. You might. I might be wrong, but I don't think you do. Okay. Oh, Mouth said his surname today as well. Chagowski. Mouth. Oh. Mouth said his surname. I realised when he was commentating, he said Mouth. <clears throat> Like Mackenzie or something. Nah, McFadden. McFadden, that's it, yeah. That's my that's my poker online is name. <laughs> but Mouth isn't his... Did he say his actual first name? No, he said, with me, Mouth McFadden. Okay. I, oh, I, I didn't hear if he said whatever Mouth McFadden. But I, okay. I only heard Mouth McFadden. Okay, well, his actual... His full name is my poker name. <laughs> I think we've talked about everyone else other than Jake. <laughs> and this whole segment of Jake. Okay, well, what's your prediction for Jake? Um, there's going to be more with Peyton, isn't there? They have to explore that avenue now. Uh, and it will probably happen in the next episode. But I would like the explanation of where the mother of the baby is. Because he says she's not in the picture anymore. And he said it with a tone of... She had to... We had to get rid of her. But... Nefarious. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like it isn't that, though. Maybe we'd led to believe that. And something slightly more tragic happened. Mm. That, but that might just be my cynical view of, of everything that goes on that everything's really a lie um, <laughs> so I, I don't know I, I, I think there'll be an explanation of, of what's happened that might just be to Peyton or to Lucas uh, you, you know um, I'm not sure that he's going to necessarily be inducted into the five okay. to become a six slash seven or yeah. call it six and a half yeah, yeah. So, but he'll be on that kind of close outside edge. He's going to have two avenues into that group now, isn't he? 
which is obviously going to be Lucas and Peyton, and he plays basketball with Nathan. So he would be kind of like a natural fit for that group because mm-hmm. he already knows three out of the five. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and, and Brooke's obviously another cheerleader. So, you know, they don't have a, a great connection, but <laughs> it's something there, isn't it? <laughs> it's, to be fair, it's only Haley that he's got to acquaint himself with. Yeah. So if that's his only hurdle. Yeah, yeah. just kick her out of the group. You become the new fifth. Take her place. <laughs> okay, who do you want to move on to next? Uh, should we do Peyton? Let's do Peyton. Let's cover Peyton because then I want. I'd quite like to talk about the couples again. Okay. So Lucas and Brooke, and Nathan and Haley. Mm-hmm. Naley. Or do I have to say Naley and Peyton? I'd refer. <laughs> Pucus. Uh, Brucus. It's Brucus. Is it not? Pucus would be... Lucas and Brooke, look. No. If you're going to be part of this community, you've got to get it right. Sorry, everybody. Brucus. Brucus. Okay, yeah, so Peyton. Peyton, yeah. Peyton. So talk talk to me about Peyton. She realises that she's jealous of Brooke in this whole episode she's a little bit upset with it all doesn't quite know how to handle it doesn't know how to tell Brooke Brooke doesn't know the situation of why Peyton was in the room she said she was returning a CD well it begins where it ended yeah which which is um, which I was surprised we could probably cover the three of them in succession couldn't mm-hmm. we really or like mm-hmm. slightly joint mm-hmm. um, because it does so let's start the episode. The episode starts with Lucas obviously in his bed, still fully dressed. This episode is one for people waking up in their jeans. It just drives me nuts. What, what are they doing? Yeah, take the jeans off. <laughs> Don't sleep in jeans. Yeah. But, but it starts in the kitchen and, go, and it goes in and she like disappears. Peyton disappears and then it goes to him in the bed. What do you mean in the kitchen? Or was it in his bedroom? Oh, we decided it was in his bedroom, didn't it? It's his bedroom, isn't it? It starts there where it left yeah. off, and then she sort of like she vanishes. Fades out. Yeah, and then he wakes up like in his bed. Um, and she says, Hey, superstar. Do you yeah. Know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not champ. Not champ. I really wanted it to be champ. Hey. <laughs> Rewrites. <laughs> hey, champ. Uh, <laughs> uh, um,. So pay- the, the same song kicks in yeah, from right. last episode. And Imagine I get more of it. I only hear your version in my head. Keeping up appearances. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> I'm fooling myself. Come on, Dom. I'm fooling myself. You say you... Come on, Dom. That's enough. Please. You save it for when you're at Karen's open mic night. <laughs> <laughs> Up to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> quick change. Quick change. Uh, yeah. I, I was surprised they used the same song in two episodes, like back to back. I guess it's, it's I think a continuation. It's, yeah, it's literally just rolled into the next one, hasn't it? It's it's the same day. If you had no credits, well, that scene would have just continued. Yeah. Absolutely. We just would have ended with them going to bed and waking up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So my initial thought was he's woken up alone because he's had to make that choice. They've they've given him the options. 
The so, ultimatum. Yeah. Giving him the ultimatum, it's it's Peyton or Brooke. You need to pick. Who would you have picked? I think you know. <laughs> a right. good book. <laughs> a glass of wine. And just curl up on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need either of you. Oh, dear. <laughs> got a Jackie Collins. Oh, God. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So you would have picked Brooke, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, right. <laughs> uh, he then... He goes to talk to Keith. Yeah, at so, breakfast. So Peyton has obviously... Well, we find out that Peyton hasn't given away any of that information. He, She goes to say in the, at the end of the last episode, I've got all these feelings for you. I want the same. Blah, blah, blah. All the stuff she said before. I'm really into you. And then she walks in. Hey, champ. <laughs> um, ready to score? <laughs> What a line. I'd be like, Peyton, get out. <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Charles is already off. I won't be sleeping in my jeans. <laughs> oh, God. We might have to cook on that. No. 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 Yeah. When I have control of editing. <laughs> anyway, um, where, what, where do we next first see Peyton then after that? I think it's then um, at school... Lucas sort of goes out and she's in the car and he's he's sort of leaning over and they sort of they sort of reconcile basically and he's like look and she's basically like look you guys make a good couple you know it's 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 all good you know that sort of thing just smoothing it over yeah uh, and he she's trying to come to terms with it isn't she yeah and he's being very uh he's sort of being apologetic and being like you know I didn't know you was coming over and all that sort of stuff like just being very nice about it yeah so it's a bit yeah it still kind of plays the i don't want the drama side of things doesn't he yeah throughout the episode but not necessarily to peyton but you can she's obviously upset by that and drives off and she sort of gets herself into her sort of general miseriness about it (laughs) and then brooke comes into her room um and taking like Polaroids, uh, but it's still nice moments. Like they're, she's being, they're being very playful, and Brooks kind of aware that there is awkwardness, but trying to break the tension, and you know, sort of being cutesy with the selfies and all that sort of stuff. What I don't get though is if Brooke knows how much she likes Lucas, Peyton likes Lucas, which she's worked out from the beginning. Is why she says, um, what? Why she's kind of so blind to the fact that she's reacting to that, reacting to the fact that she does want Lucas, but Brooke has got there first. Because mm. she says it was because later on it becomes a case of Peyton saying that's oh, just because I miss spending time with you, just that sort of thing, and it's just a bit awkward. Um, rather than actually, I'm a bit upset because I really like him. Because that'd be being too forthright with their feelings. It, well, yeah, absolutely. But I, what the point I'm getting at is that I think Brooke would know that. She would already know that. Yeah. So, like, Brooke's still done it anyway, even though so she we, goes hoes before bros. Which is actually very important. Yeah. It's like, this is not quite, 
But this is, you know, I like to point out points when it's like meme, t-shirt, yeah. all of that stuff. This is, this is a very important moment. You'll find out later why, <laughs> but that's an important One Tree Hill moment. The oh. hose, the hose over bros. Okay. It's not hose before bros. Oh, it's it? hose over bros. Over bros. Okay. Yeah, but that, and I'm not being like a douche. That bit is important. Like the wording of it is important. Right. Okay. You'll does it, see. Does it come up again then? Yeah, yeah, it comes up again. Right. Okay. A lot. So I'll, all right, I'll expect that then. Yeah, yeah. You'll see. Wow. But yeah, hose over bros. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, I think maybe, are we thinking there's just an air of, a bit of selfishness then? Of Brooke, maybe? I, I like think an a air bit. of not thinking about Peyton's feelings in this. It may well be a bit of, like, first relationship naivety from Brooke. Mm. And just being a bit immature, like teenage immature. Yeah, so I, I I actually really like this boy, and this is one that I want to call my boyfriend, and to to date him and be with him for a long time, or at least longer than any previous potential boyfriends have been. Um, but the way they talk about it, they always say, "Oh, Brooke's never with anyone for long," and so on and so forth. So this one might actually be a bit more serious, but she's also trying to keep her friend close. Because she wants her to be her friend, not it doesn't feel malicious in any way. Um, so when she says, "Oh, is it just because you miss me?" sort of thing, um, I won't let him ruin our times together or, or like stop us seeing each other. That's not going to prevent that. She's like, "Oh, yeah, okay." So it's like she's handing Peyton the excuse, mm. and Peyton just goes, "Yeah, actually, yeah, that's the reason." Even though it really isn't. Even though mm. Peyton really should say, "Is actually I," he told me two days ago or whatever or a week ago that he was madly in love with me and wanted absolutely everything with me laid it all down on the line I panicked and ran off and actually I decided I did want that and then you popped up in the room Mm. so asking about scoring yeah well do we then move to Hayley asking uh, Peyton for help with uh, uh, during the stuff for the open mic like the posters for the open mic and it's while Peyton is across the street in FUD which stands for what Dom? Oh god Tree Hill Yeah Something Daily Update I've forgotten as well <laughs> Is it is it Universal Daily? No it's oh, how can we forget this all of the time? <laughs> we have said it on a previous episode Yeah it, Tree Hill because daily's like crossed out and it's weekly. It's weekly, yeah. yeah. No Something. But <laughs> <laughs> underground. 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 Tree Hill Underground Daily Weekly. <laughs> She's in there doing her comic strip and whatever. And who does who does Peyton bump into, Dom? Oh, is, it, is it Dave? I can't remember his name. You're almost there. No, it's Gavin. Gavin. <laughs> DeGraw. Yeah, yeah. Like Gavin DeGraw. Gavin DeGraw, that's it. I was thinking Dave Grohl, stupidly. Now, when you saw him, did you know it was? Did you know who he was? Funny enough, I recognised him and thought, oh, why what? does he look so familiar? Oh, okay. Because I've seen the... the When they've Shazammed him, he comes up. Oh, right. His image comes up, like his album covers and stuff. Um, I couldn't quite work it out. And she said his name, I was thinking, oh, that's really familiar. 
really familiar and then all of a sudden <laughs> we're in karen's cafe and they turn up oh so you, even at this point you didn't know what point, they were going to say no yeah until it kicked off and i was like oh oh i won't end the series because episode 10 is clearly the final episode <laughs> You, you whisper the whole time through our podcast, and then <laughs> the Gavin DeGraw makes you roar. Uh, I'm going to put that as my Facebook status. Gavin DeGraw makes me roar. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, when... Firstly, 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 firstly. When... <laughs> we've got to unpack this. You can't just skip over that. <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, before we even get there, we've spoken about this before on, on our Mighty 90s podcast about when you get people that are actually sports stars like Dan Marino in Ace Ventura or Michael Jordan in Space Jam or do you remember like the, the, the ice hockey players, the North Stars in the first Mighty Ducks and they, uh, you know, and they have a couple lines. And we can say sometimes the acting, you can tell that they're not trained actors, but they're doing their best. They're trying. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice any of this with with our friend Gavin? He seemed all right. He seemed fairly natural. He didn't really have to say a lot, though, did he? And he was being himself. He was just being himself. He was like, are you Gavin DeGraw? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, what are you doing here? Oh, we're doing a show. In Colorado, was it? No, North Carolina. Carolina. Carolina, yeah. I'm sure he said, at the Carolina. I think he said North Ca- Carolina. <laughs> it sounded like we're doing a show at the Carolina. I got my lines wrong. Just keep it in. We can't be. It's our last episode. No one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what you should sing? The theme song. <laughs> Bang that on, mate. <laughs> I love it here. Okay. Well, okay. I hear it every day. <laughs> there, there, there's some. There's some facts in here that I don't quite know. The, the <laughs> <laughs> and then why bring them up well, <laughs> well I know about something about them right that song was released obviously before the show it predated the show but then when the show came out it like boost Gavin DeGraw's album sales and then made that song like super successful like I don't know like platinum or whatever and off of the back of that this is some stuff that you don't know, but I guess it's appropriate to tell you now, I think, maybe. I always get worried. I don't want to... I think I feel like I'm relatively good at telling you things at the right time. Like, I don't tell you things ahead that's going to... Have I spoiled anything for you? No. Apart from Teresa. I said Teresa has comes a, in it again. Comes in it again. <laughs> yeah. Jake's got no parents. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knew that. But... Later down the line, in real life, they do tours, like Gavin DeGraw tours, and then people from One Tree Hill, like people that sing in the show, open up for him as their character in like the show, like on like touring. Wait, are we talking about in the program or in real life? No, in real life. Yeah. But from the show. It so, kind of like as so if like, the show goes into a meta point. God's sake. 
No, it's awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jake Jagowski. <laughs> and he'll come on with his guitar and a baby. <laughs> this is Journey. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into Forest Guard. Is that what happens? Kind of. Like along those lines? Not, really, not along that. No, ladies you're making it sound dumb. Here's Teresa that had one line in episode... Like six, <laughs> she is whitey. She's gonna pinch his butt. <laughs> no, it kind of, kind of not. Like uh, maybe I'm saying it too early. So, but the in real life, Gavin DeGraw did like tours, like nationwide, you know, American tours. Which you know, if you do a nationwide tour here in the UK, you're talking about five or six dates. If you're talking in America, you're talking fifty states. You know, so it's um massive but you know from he was popular on his own of course but through one tree hill fandom like pushed him even further so i think the show did a lot for him and i'm sure he you know every time that theme tune is playing it's ka-ching right wow you know the rembrandts he did was that the friends friends theme tune yeah did they have they they just got bucks they released one other song that no one could ever tell you what it was. I can't right now, not without looking it up. But they they make all their money off of the Friends theme tune. Every time it's played, they get money. How, how much should I keep keep talking? So I need to look it up. <laughs> keep talking. So okay, talk talk to me about Gavin DeGraw's performance. Uh, are we are we jumping around a lot then? Well, because Gavin DeGraw, we might as well just finish him off. Okay. Like, I thought it was good. If you, if you, you know, if you're miming your own song, that's fine. <laughs> he can go on and perform his own his song the best he can. Then great. And he he turns up at a um, like a quiet point, doesn't he? And he says, oh, because the whole point of him agreeing to come to the cafe is that it's going to be like really low key and quiet. And he turns up, and there's quite a few people there. And he says, oh, this is this is low key, is it? But there was like twenty people there. And you'd think someone like him would be expecting a lot more than than that. So that would be low-key. He questioned the amount, like, basically the, the volume of people in Karen's cafe. Yeah. But um, I think as a as a musician playing an actor or doing acting, he, he did fine. He didn't actually have a massive amount to do because he's playing himself. So he could just interact with people fairly normally. Yeah, um, and Peyton obviously a massive fan and manages to convince him. So and it wins her sort of like cool points, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what she's going for for sure. Yeah, yeah. So well done. Well, I have bad news on the Rembrandts, Dom. Uh, they said in a 2004 interview, to this day we only get performance royalties, not publishing splits for the TV version of the song. And he said, I mean, it wasn't actually a song Phil and I even wrote. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> it's totally heartbreaking. But I think I'm assuming Gavin DeGraw, like you know, has publishing rights for that. Um, you know, and if he wrote it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that is heartbreaking. But Pey- Peyton has a, a really interesting arc in this episode, from being quite sad and dull. Because of the the situation that's that's happened, so dull's probably not the right word. I take dull back. So sorry to all the painting fans. I didn't mean to say that. What I mean is, <laughs> are you scared? Yeah, you scared? I'm scared of them. 
Yeah. Well, I, I... You give me this perception that I should be. Well, I'm the one that gets it. Yeah, but so. really they're aiming it at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Peyton is, is obviously, you know, a little bit heartbroken by the situation that's happened um, the previous night into the early hours of the morning, shall we say. And it's her best friend and her love interest. But the, as the episode develops, she, she's got closer to Haley, and we can see the, the re- relationship with Haley. She is supporting Karen's cafe and supporting her friend Haley, really, because it's, it's her idea, isn't it, about putting this night on, even though, you know, Deb's kind of says, oh, we need to do something extra to start bringing some revenue in. And Haley said, oh, yeah, we toyed with this idea before. And it just kind of gets the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. She did the poster. She meets Gavin DeGraw and get, convinces him to come and perform. And it was like hit or miss, but he turns up. And she starts to um, develop an interest into Jake. So, you know, why not? If Jake, you know, wants a bit of companionship and a relationship, then great. But he's got a six-month-old baby, so he might not be in that place yet. You don't know, but he's giving off that vibe, isn't he? And she's giving it off too. So I think she's moved on, you know, very quickly in quick succession from... from from Nathan to Lucas to Lucas to Jake but fine I think that needs to be explained I mean her relationship with Brooke will probably change slightly but it needs to not I I don't know whether this is going to be one of those like friends moments where Brooke and Lucas are together we get a few episodes down or we get into a next season and they split and then you know the the dynamic between them becomes a bit awkward, but then they just kind of patch it over because actually they're, they're fine just being friends. We'll see. Yeah. Well, what's your predictions for Peyton? Um, I think she'll just p- pursue the Jake thing a little bit more. Okay. Um, so maybe be a little bit more cheerful. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Who would you like to move on to now? Dare we move on to Lucas and Brooke? Brucus. Good should or should we or could we uh split it up a little bit and go to one of the adults? Um Do you wanna change it a bit? I mean 'cause we could go Lucas and Brooke and add Keith in. Let's do yeah. I'd like to talk about Keith. Keith and a slab of beef. <laughs> Makes Lady go eek. Cause it's Keith. Slab of beef. I said eek. It's Keith. I don't know how eek fits with that. Because a lady says, eek, it's Keith. What a slab of beef. I said eek, it's Keith. A slab of beef, cold as a leaf. It's Keith. I said eek, it's Keith. It's Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one rhyme with Keith. Uh, that isn't beef. Or leaf. Or leaf. Or eek. Eek doesn't rhyme with beef. Or Keith. Eek. It's Keith. What a slab of beef. It's Keith. Cold as a lit. How are you not seeing in the rhyme? Eek doesn't rhyme with it. Was it not flowing though? (laughs) It was flowing, yes. (laughs) Because... If it's not flowing, you can tell me. You can be Lucas, I can be Jake. Tell me if it's not flowing. It's flowing. It's flowing fine. I just Can I have a rhyme then? 
Um, Keith. Teeth. What? Teeth. Keith and teeth. Yeah. Okay, it rhymes kind of. It doesn't rhyme as good as eek, though. (laughs) (laughs) We're being honest. I mean, we're being something. (laughs) Eek. He's got great teeth. His name's Keith. What a slab of beef. I said eek. A gold leaf. Here's a chief. Chief rhymes better with Keith than eek. Okay. Keith the chief. With his teeth. Made of leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, I'm down. Yeah, I've I've got a lot to say about Keith. Okay. Do no. you want to go with Keith then? Yeah. Well, should we start with Lucas and Brooke and then build into Keith? So should we start from? So Lucas, Brooke, they're we they're in the the room. Peyton fades. Lucas wakes up in his jeans. Goes to speak to Keith at breakfast. They have a bit of a heart to heart, and Keith's saying that, you know, he just wants to be a friend to him, right? Um. And says that 6pm tonight, or 6 o'clock, Karen's calling, you know, let's make sure you're here. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, the, for that beginning part, definitely. And then Lucas goes to school, we've talked about his interaction with Peyton. Uh, and then we've spoken about why he closed in the gym, because he's there for that as well. He has his interaction with Jake, we've spoken about that. And then... We get to Lucas talking to Haley uh, at the beginning. He's there, and he's they're sort of talking about Brooke, and Haley makes a joke about Brooke being easy, and that's like the reason that he's going there. And he's like, "No, no, you just don't know her like that, you know." She makes me laugh. Yeah, she's funny. She's smart. She's basically. The crazy fun version of Haley. Right. So how are you thinking feeling on the Haley Lucas stuff? Are you coming away from that now? From well, that theory? Or are you still no, think I st- that's I st- gonna be unearthed at some point? I st- that's gonna be unearthed, definitely. That love is not gonna go away. It's nine seasons. It's nine seasons of lovage. So you think that's I'll probably gonna... come out in season two. Or no, my like the next episode. Okay. <laughs> so you still believe this is gonna happen at some point Haley will declare her undying love for Lucas because I think that's your two biggest things you've had going through this is that and that Keith is Lucas's dad yeah am I right I would never say <laughs> when that day comes when it when it is eventually revealed yeah on my telly box yes I'm just I'm gonna drive to your house okay and I'm just gonna scream outside Okay. I knew it! Yes! I hope I'm there. Uh, I hope I don't wake your baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'll scare it. (laughs) Who's that crazy man outside? (laughs) So, um, impressive baby. Yeah. (laughs) Full sentences. Who's that guy? Uh, Okay, so... uh, And then we... Do we then get... Lucas in the store. Uh, I knew what he was buying straight away. Okay, really? I thought it was on the counter, though. 
He, he sort of shuffles something, yeah, doesn't he, he? He puts the like the crisps over. He grabs the crisps and hides something. And I just assumed he was hiding condoms. I thought he'd gone in to buy condoms, and he's been caught by Deb, and he's just trying to shut her up and get her away because he doesn't want her to see. And then Brooke appears with him. So he's hiding whatever's on the counter. Um, so she, he obviously doesn't want her to see that. Maybe it was a cock ring. Maybe he think he's the type. One of those vibrating ones. I think Brooke's the type. Okay. Dirty girl. <laughs> okay. So, well, she's getting whipped cream for dessert. Um, they could have been ha- they could have been having apple pie. Could what? Well, okay. They sure. could have been having apple pie and they needed whipped cream. Yeah. Okay. But I think it's Deb implied. doesn't know. No. Well, I mean the pack of like forty Johnnies is <laughs> A giveaway, but <laughs> well, it's really. I think that Chad Michael Murray does a good, uh, good job in this part of acting all sort of awkward and just like, yeah, okay, see you then. Yeah, like, awkward went went really well. What like when you when you, when you watch it, can you appreciate that situation, the awkwardness of that? Not necessarily what they're buying, but just that that immediate feeling of I need this person to go away. Yes, I, I've had some awkward moments uh, worse than that. <laughs> Do tell. This is a no, like free and friendly podcast. No, no judgment here, my friend. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna decline that one. <laughs> that one's on the back burner, guys. Maybe, maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. But, she doesn't. She doesn't let up. Uh, like Deb doesn't. Oh, talking we're talking about, about Deb now. Aren't she's talking. She's talking about uh, you know music at the cafe and this that and the other. Well, and she she's done the right thing because she wants Lucas's kind of approval because it's a mum's mm. cafe. I don't want to seem like I'm taking over or or doing anything I shouldn't be doing. Or, or mm. I don't want to upset the balance of things. And he's like, yeah, but do whatever you want. Great idea. Thanks very much. Burn it down. I don't Please. care. Go yeah. <laughs> you can just fly to Italy, kill my mum. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck off. And she won't go away. And then Brooke appears, obviously not seeing her. I assume, is she like behind some shelving? Brooke? No, Debs. Yeah, it must be like aisle dividers just, or something. Yeah. And then she just sort of appears and Well, what it. does she say? Because I didn't catch the line. We, um, It's better to buy in bulk. Oh, is that but, what she says? Yeah. yeah. Wait, don't you think it's... It's smarter to buy in bulk or something like that. That's why there's like a packet of loads. Multi pack. Yeah. Just implying like we'll get through these. So like in an hour. <laughs> you know how Nathan was so dehydrated last week. God. Lucas will be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I just need hydration. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Let me drink. She bought him like an IV and fluids <laughs> oh, into his veins. God. <laughs> 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 the uh, uh, and then just oh hi Mrs Scott, you know, and that kind of that line kind of implies that they're young. You know mm. what I mean? Again, that... well she does the same thing later on. So when when Deb tells Keith the situation in the shop, he's like, "Well, I could lock him in the basement, or I don't really know what to do." I, I at first Keith is like, "Fair play, I've met Brooke, I met her this morning, and like absolutely well done, Lucas." <laughs> And then he's like, well, actually, his mum would definitely not agree to this. Not under her roof, anyway. 
maybe I should lock him in the basement and go through like that motion, doesn't he? I love Key. <laughs> I love Key so much. And then uh, what's lab of beef? What's good <laughs> from his teeth? Eek! Eek! It's just awful. Um, and then he, it's they're getting down and funky. I'm gonna use oh, fifteen of them. Uh, and then pow, the light comes on. Right, you know we've talked about. You've told me about them having a relationship and they got married and stuff. Yeah, in real life. Just in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not in the program. Oh, now you're seeing it. Now, um, there were hand movements in there that you would not get away with. (laughs) From who? Nowadays. Lucas on top of Brooke. There are hand movements in there you're not getting away with in filming (laughs) these days. I think it was more down south. Oh. (laughs) What? Really? On her groin? It's a... <laughs> Just a face of disgust. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Oh my groin! <laughs> I might make that my ringtone. <laughs> oh my groin! <laughs> Wait, is that what you mean? Yeah! I'm sure there's like a hand movement in that direction. I'm sure of it. They're in the dark. He thinks he's getting away with it. Wow. Lights come on and they both panic. And that's genuine panic. I've been caught out. Mark Schwann has put the lights on. Oh, God. Oh, if only God. you knew what I need to speak to you about on the bonus episode. Oh, no. I've, that, that's been, like, plaguing me all week as well. It's been really bothering me because I'm thinking, what is it like a Weinstein issue? It's oh, in that ballpark, yeah. Fuck's sake. <sighs> but, yeah, we'll get to it. What episode is this? Ten. So you 12. said after twelve. We do them every every four, aren't we? So yeah, two more. Because it will take a long time. We'll go into a whole thing. But is yeah, it going to change horrible. my whole perception of this, the program? I hope not. Okay. I hope not. But it's important to talk about though. Okay. Because for the context, that really killed that moment, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so many laughs to the ultimate low. Thank yes. you, Simon. <laughs> anyway, groins. So the, the, well, wait, 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 wait. Um, we've missed, we've missed a part. We've missed a part. Well, when Lucas walks out into the parking lot with Brooke, off from from the supermarket or whatever, and. I'd never heard this line until this watch. Fifth watch, never heard this before. And Brooke says, of all the things to put in my mouth, it was my foot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a line. I thought that you would latch onto that because you're always shocked when there's like, you know, sex jokes in One Tree Hill. But, but... Because I, I have it in my head that this is a, a, a program for like teenagers and, and younger, so like younger people mm-hmm. I I think of this program being on at the same time as like Hollyoaks, Hollyoaks that's kind of a British soap opera maybe before then right so I'm I'm thinking this is a 5pm kind of show no 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 this is this is becoming a 9-10pm show yeah watershed it gets uh, worse isn't the right phrase but it gets crazier way crazier like with like the watershed stuff like as in it for sure is like goes deeper and deeper into being an adult show as they get older. Right. Like it's not something that you would be comfortable 
I don't know. I don't know what age. Does it become mild scenes of nudity? Does that appear in the corner? No. no. <laughs> I think it's like... I'm trying to think of what age you'd be comfortable letting a kid watch it, you know? Or not a kid, but, like, what what is the lowest age? Maybe, like... 15? Yeah, 14, 15. Because, I mean, even in, like, the last a couple episodes ago, was it episode 8, I think, where we had the, um, like, date raping stuff, like, you wouldn't be wanting, like... 13 year old to see that so i think yeah 14 15 not that you want 14 or 15 year olds to see it either but i think that sort of minimum they might be able to understand the issues a little bit more yeah i'd imagine its target audience is like 15 to 25 do you think that's quite a that's quite a big age range think how different 15 year olds to 25 year old are i think maybe a bit older you think maybe or eighteen to twenty five, maybe eighteen to twenty two, okay. and, and then beyond, obviously, and then anyone who becomes yeah. a fan like carries that on, obviously. Yeah, yeah, okay. But this is this is not my target. This isn't targeted at me. I'm watching no. this as a thirty three year old now, yeah. no, knowing that this is not targeted at me. Yeah, completely. But, well, it's not but, targeted at me now. It, no, but for you, when you were twenty two, yeah, twenty three, twenty three, yeah. when you're watching it just out you were just at that borderline uh, of this being aimed at your age at the time yeah yeah so that that that's what draws you in that's your connection with it isn't it mm. yeah yeah um, and where you've you, you know you feel like you can relate to those characters because they were probably with the exception of one or two of them they were about the same age playing younger yeah. people but you don't really exactly like you say every time you, you don't really consider that yeah, and I guess some of it also is from Instagram and social media. The actors in it in real life are about four years older than us, maybe five years older than us in real life. So when I see them, you see Chad Michael Murray on Instagram, whatever, he's got like wife and kids and all that sort of stuff. It still feels like, um, I don't know, it still feels like they're older yeah, because they're older than us in real yeah, life. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I, like, I follow Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, yeah. And he put, married to Harry Byrne. Yeah. yeah, and he's put pictures up recently of his kids and then and and her all together, like they were like on a beach or something like that, and all like messing about. And I, I it was only really when I was sort of scroll, you know, when they put like multiple pictures up and you scroll through. Yeah, I was flicking through and I realized who it was. I was like, oh god! <laughs> Did you panic? I was like, like maybe spoilers. I should look at his. <laughs> his no, um, you'll be alright. I actually had another panic moment in this, in this episode. Uh, at this episode, because at the end of the episode, the the platform I'm watching on has started automatically rolling into the next episode. Uh, so it's like we'll start in like five, four. I was like, no, stop, <laughs> stop! It's not stopping. Just yeah. throw the iPad <laughs> out, the out the window. Yeah, <laughs> you can still hear it. It's like throwing rocks at it. <laughs> Cars driving over it. Okay, so, oh, I was just going to say, so uh, we have a very unique editing process for our podcast now, where we've mentioned it on the last episode, where if we want to edit something, we kakar it, so we, as a marker, and then we, we cut it out. So I, um, I use an app on my phone to listen to our unedited episodes while I'm like, when I'm walking my dog. 
I have like, you know, an hour and a half every day of walking my dog. So I'm able to, you know, listen back. But when I, the app I use it on has our bonus episodes on. And so when I finish the episode, it just automatically plays the first bonus episode that we've ever done that's on our Patreon. And you really, really eloquently describe to me what One Tree Hill means to me. Like you describe it to me. And you have these like, 10 you know succinct sentences it's it actually it's like quite moving to me like i hear i've heard it a couple times and i like i'm like oh like because you know i sometimes i don't want to touch my phone because i've just picked up a pile of dog shit you know (laughs) (laughs) so it's like i don't want to touch anything so it's like oh gosh wait till i like get around the block back to my house um and so it's in like the first couple of minutes um but yeah, it, you put it really well. So uh, yeah, I really enjoy that bonus episode. I'm not just saying it because you know it's it's our content. I think it's uh, I think our bonus episodes are really worth listening. So if you enjoy this, you should have you should check out our bonus episodes uh, on our Patreon, RavensHoops.net. You should re-listen to it, Dom, because you sound like a boss. I'm gonna have to because I I can't remember that at all. Yeah, I, I, I listen back to us quite a lot just to see if there's any bits that I could do better or do differently or make sure I'm not three miles away from the mic. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I'll have a listen back, see what I say. Nice. Okay, so Lucas... Oh, yeah, so... All of, right, so that's back to the groin grabbing. So <laughs> Keith turns the light on and... Uh, Hi, say, Uncle Keith. Say goodnight, Luke. Oh, we also missed the part at the beginning where Brooke gave Keith a cup of coffee. Oh, uh, that really annoyed me. Because Was it a continuity error? Uh, I don't think it's a continuity error, but both of those cups are empty. Oh, you could tell from the what the weight of Just them. the way they're carrying them around. They do it in every every TV show, every series, everything you ever watch. I'm sure those cups are empty. I guess Just they're... the way they're holding it and they're carrying it, it's just... There's no, if I'm holding a, a drink like that, I can feel the weight of it. And I'm like, I'm going to be careful with it because I might spill it, even through the lid. But they, right. they don't do that. They're just like throwing it around like there's nothing in the cup. It drives me mental. So they should have just put cold water in it. Put something then, in it, yeah. Yeah. Weigh it a bit. Weigh it down. But it was a smooth move though, right? Because nice. I thought that, that was her coffee, but she was like, you know. Yeah, almost certainly her coffee. But we I have think... to impress the uncle dad. Right. She went out to get coffee. We're assuming she stayed the night then, right? Or do you think she came? She implies, doesn't she? Because she says morning again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morning, yeah, for the second time yeah. or something. Boyfriend. Yeah. So Hi, that, boyfriend. That was really awkward as well. But so That conversation's happened off screen. Yeah. For clarification, unless that hasn't been clarified and she just said that for the first time. Uh, I think it had been clarified. It was That was what the choice was, wasn't it? Peyton or Brooke. If oh, you pick right. Brooke, this is what's going to happen. That's right. how, how I saw it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Keith gets the coffee. And he he's, yeah, like you said earlier, he's sort of quietly impressed, isn't he? Or just kind of laughing off, like, ah, yeah, you know, boys will be boys sort of thing. Well, doesn't he make a comment about it, though? Because Lucas is asking him, if you ever had a really tough choice between, like, like an A or B sort of situation, you've only got to pick one. Yeah. Well, you can only pick one. And then she walks in. And he's like, "I think you made a almost like 
along the lines of you made a good choice there. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? It's like, well done, son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then... Can you see what I mean? Even if it isn't true, can you see what I mean about the... He's the real dad thing? Oh, yeah. Is this is this ever been brought up before? <laughs> can I ask that? Uh, Just as a as a as a general question, as a general thing. You mean like, like has anyone said? I think Keith is Lucas's real father. If we're to pretend, like hypothetically, maybe maybe not that this comes out in the future. Do you mean that before it has been unveiled, have I ever heard anyone say Keith? Oh, I think Keith is the dad, and then later they find out it's true. Um, I've never had any conversations with anyone about this show, ever. I can tell you whether I thought that. No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't. I never thought that. But um, So maybe I was very surprised, and it was an amazing <laughs> finale, or mid-season finale, or whatever. Or maybe it, it never happens. I won't say. Um, but watching it and you saying it i definitely see it oh okay so you, you kind of understand what i'm going on about then even if yeah. it's a load of old tosh yeah you can kind of go oh yeah i get it i get why dom's saying that i get why totally okay cool yeah yeah and i and it would it build it would or could build for a big you know twist and you got to think, as a writer, you want to build in some things, you know, from the beginning that are going to shock. What a relief for Dan that would be. Yeah, maybe. Mm. You don't know how things are going to pan out. Yeah. Could be that him and Lucas develop a great relationship and then it gets taken away from him by his brother. Oh, God. Or, like, uh, the... or Nathan is actually Keith's. But who knows? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is don't ever think things are as they are, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. You never know. It's not key. It would never be that straightforward, you know? Yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, right. So, Keith comes in. Say goodnight, Luke. He's, he's like, Keith. <laughs> Say goodnight, Luke. She leaves uh, out of the external door. Yeah. So, yeah, so Keith, you know, ends that. Um, what did you make of this moment? Um, if I was Lucas, I'd be raging. But I was also like, yeah, well done, Keith. Stand your ground, my man. Mm. You're there. You're representing Karen, K-Dog. She's out in Italy. And... You've got to be the parent that you probably should be. And he had, I think, my favourite line of the episode, Ooh. where he said... I thought your favourite line of the episode was what Brooke said in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> that was your favourite line. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, when Keith said, you know, this, this basically, this isn't the Lucas Scott that I know, um, and said, you know, maybe you need to take... A long hard look in the mirror and see if the guy looking back at you is the type of guy that you want to be and but the way he delivered it it was so strong um and it reinforces the whole point of the show yeah that 
you know, you can make mistakes, you can you can do these things, and that's all part of growing up in life and maturing and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, you need to be able to look at yourself and self-reflect and be the person that you want to be and be happy with the sort of person that you're being. Do you think a lot of that is based on Keith's upbringing and Lucas's upbringing, really, and not having a father? So... Keith knows what Dan is like and Dan is incredibly vain and won't look at himself in the mirror. So is that is mm. that where Keith is coming from? Because Keith has always been that the the juxtaposition of, of Dan, hasn't he? He's mm. always been that the they're the yin and yang in that Dan is the kind of evil brother, um, who is you know, will always push for more in terms of you know, money and property and having stuff. And is mm-hmm. is very vain in terms of that and ownership, mm-hmm. whereas Keith is quite happy living his life the way he lives it because he's because it makes him happy. Mm. You know, for Dan, it's all about money. For Keith, it's about happiness. So, mm-hmm. um, do you think he's it to you? Is that him using that kind of background to convey that message to to Lucas? Yeah, I think so, and I think it's just that he knows. Lucas and knows that he's I feel like he sees him going off track and it's like it's okay to go off track to a certain extent as long as you remain on your own train if that's a terrible analogy but you know what I mean like as in I think he sees him going too far wayward um and it's like you can do these things you can live your life um but you need to be happy with the with the sort of man that you are and this comes full circle when uh so keith brings up to lucas oh no is this sorry lucas brings up to keith is this because of what deb saw at the store and whatever and keith's like it's nothing it's not to do with that it's to do with you know what i'm seeing right now firsthand and lucas then goes and speaks to deb right at the end but he addresses it as him do you know what i mean as the sort of him that he wants to be if that makes sense and he says you know that if you have a problem with me that's fine but can you just come to me about it you know he does it respectfully and deb's kind of like smiles and gets it you know um and that's like that's the real lucas that's him being him do you know what i mean rather than him being douchey to keith in his bedroom because he's you know, got a girl in there and, you know, a 50-pack of condoms and whipped cream, <laughs> you know, is uh, that's him not being him. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, or what yeah. do you think? It's, it's like, for me, it's he's being drawn... Keith can see where that change happened, potentially in, in Dan. Mm-hmm. So Dan might have been a nice kid, fairly nice teenager and then got to a point where he changed and it might have been when he met went off to college and met Deb because he saw the the money side of things and then started chasing that and he his train went onto another track and the track got further and further away from you know it's it's original path mm-hmm. um, and has set him so far away with that he, he can't come back from that or he's going to struggle to come back from that it's been so long is he ever going to be, you know, the the nice, kind, humble person that he was? Mm-hmm. So maybe he's kind of giving Lucas this this vision and this point by saying, 
without actually saying this, but your supposed father, birth father, had the same issue. He used to be like this, and other influences, other influences, sorry, have, have made him go off the rails a little bit, and he's gone so far that way that he was, you know, only ever driven by, um, by wanting more you know and not always in a good way that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah and, and being sort of very money focused and only ever driven by that um and yeah he went down a path of being quite a nasty person because mm. it is actually I, I, when he's talking to other characters i assume he's not he's quite pleasant Dan, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's quite pleasant, but actually he's got this just undertone, underlying issue of being this horrendous bully. It's the people he feels insecure with, in a way, right? Because that's where that comes from. Bullying is all from people's own insecurities. Mm. Um, So him, you know, being that way with Nathan might be because he knows he's a bad father to Lucas or, you know... Yeah, I'm going to put extra pressure on this son because the other one has nothing to do with me. Yeah, or if I can make Nathan the biggest success he could possibly be, then no one can doubt that I'm not an amazing father. Yeah, no one's really going to pay any attention to Lucas because all the focus will be on Nathan. And they'll be like, wow, he must have had such a great upbringing. What great family or great mum and dad and whatever. Or whatever support system. But... um, Okay, well, let's let's bring it back on to onto Lucas. So, has that conversation? Uh, we spoke about his conversations with Jake. Um, he has that conversation with Debs in the in the cafe. Um, they have that little sit down with Brooke, Peyton, and uh, Lucas in the cafe. We'll come on to that again maybe when we get to Brooke uh, because Peyton leaves and goes outside and. Then it kind of ends with, for Luke anyway, him inviting Nathan and the basketball team down to play at the Rivercourt with the Rivercourt guys. Which I, yeah, I'm glad that they finally made it. I think I said that ages ago. You said that, yeah, quite early on you said that you wondered whether Nathan would, you know, become, you know, friends with the Rivercourt guys or whether they would get to Whether there'd be a crossover of, of that world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's episode 10 and it's happened and it was a great moment like as in and I mean we've got to get on to Nathan obviously but you know Nathan's like why and Lucas says because it's fun do you remember like it's fun to play and that's really nice sentiment that goes with it and um, yeah that they they play Lucas's uh, body double dunking. Did you see? Was it not him? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's no soul patch on this one. <laughs> you can see. You can see. You know, whistling up yeah. to the to the hoop. Um, yeah, but that whole game was really nice. Had a good atmosphere. You had like uh, I can't say their names. I don't think it's been said yet. But one of the River Court guys like alley-oop into Nathan, and they're like high-fiving and stuff. It's all sort of you know worlds colliding. The guy with the yellow world. jumper. Yeah, his name was said in okay. the episode. Fergie. Yeah. Yeah. Fergie. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so far we've got skills. Yeah. Fergie now. Yeah. Trash? Not trash. Something like that. Junk. Junk. <laughs> you see where I'm going? Yeah. Uh, mouth. Yeah. The other kid with mouth. I'm not sure if he's been named yet. The other or, commentator. Or if he's ever coming back. <laughs> I've not seen him since, like, episode two. But you've remembered him. Yeah. Because he's, well, he's in our opening. Intro. Yeah. Media. <laughs> We're media. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of, in season two, changing the intro and, like, changing the intro, like, the... Keeping the... You just became a raven. raven. And then changing this... I think having to also keep the... Your art matters, it's what got me here. Because the show matters, it's what got me here. And because it got me here, and it matters so much to me, that I brought you here. So it got you here as well. Mm -hmm. But then I think the next bit, the yeah, the quote should be, yeah, one from, like, the season, that season. That's a nice touch. Maybe you can you can choose the next quote if you want. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> you think of one. We're media. <laughs> it could just be, it's better to buy them in bulk, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I just want to put your tin of rubbers in there. <laughs> Should I tell you that guy's name? I can tell you his first name. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But don't forget him. Don't forget him. I won't forget him. Okay. Don't forget him. That's the only. I will tell you. He he's like a Teresa. He will come back. Right. Okay. Um. Okay. So. Is that Lucas then? That pretty much sums him up, isn't it? What any predictions? Um, more development with Brooke, really, and hopefully more of the River Court. See him down there a little bit more, because we we've already had um, you know him playing down there and then Brooke turning up to watch. So that I think that's gonna become a thing. Yeah. They'll play down there more. Nathan will be involved maybe a little bit more and that'll get the girls all down watching, sitting on their car bonnets or whatever, watching them play whilst they're chatting or reading or doing something else. I, th- I think there'll be an involvement with, with all of them now at the River Court. It's going to become like their their centre, their centre of their... What's the right way of phrasing this? I was going to say their centrepiece, but they're... Yeah, they're like main set. It's their central perk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of where they're all going to... Where we meet. It's kind of an easy place for us all to meet. I think we should do that in one of the bonus episodes as well, is go through locations, like in the town, like mark them off and then, you know, talk about what you think about them, whether you think they'll be staying or not, you know. Like, where would you say right now, where's your favourite location um, if you were to pick one that you could visit, like snap your fingers, you'd be there and you can visit. Which one would you visit? Why his office? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'd hope he'd be there. <laughs> Is that really the one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm going. You want to sit in his chair? Yeah. Have a mug cigar. of whiskey. I want a cigar that he doesn't <laughs> like. <laughs> okay. Nice. Okay, well, can we wrap up Brooke as well? I think we've spoken all of her points. Yeah, definitely. The I only bit we didn't talk about, sorry, was when she went outside to talk to Peyton when Peyton stormed out. 
of the cafe. Yeah. We didn't talk about that bit. Uh, we touched on it a little bit because Brooke chases her and, and that's when she gives her the choice, isn't it? Yeah. Is it always this because I'm seeing Lucas a lot more? I don't want you to think I'm not going to spend time with you. Yeah. And she's like, yes, that's that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. And then they kind really... of go back in, don't they? And... Then the Jake thing. Yeah. Straight on to the next. Yeah, just moving on straight away. Yeah. No issues there. Yeah. But I, I think Lucas and Brooke have to move on to that next level and it will start including the rest of them mm. so maybe um, Lucas I don't know if they're in a place to do any double dating yet they're not there yet oh Jake and Peyton no 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 oh Nathan and Haley. Na- Nathan Haley, Brooke and Lucas wow I'm not sure we're there yet wow <laughs> you're looking at me like you're an idiot no I just <laughs> yeah yeah Okay. I'm not sure we're there yet. So, Brooke, what's your prediction for Brooke? Um, I don't know. I can't really see much beyond this episode in terms of where she's going to go. I'm not. I, I'm actually really not sure now. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. It's not, normally, I'm quite like this is this is kind of what's happening, what we're building up to, but we've got to the end of the season. Wow. <laughs> what feels the like the mini it. season? So it yeah. just kind of feels like everything's kind of built to this end if this ended right now um would you be happy with it as a show i mean looking at our ratings um that every every episode's been a seven or above except for the pilot yeah i think so now you'd be like oh it's a good show yeah it's the show yeah um could you see it working as a movie probably less because there's so much content. Oh, I guess there so many storylines would be yeah. taken out. It works better as a show. Yeah. If you had it in the context of like Coach Carter, which we mentioned a few times on previous episodes, yeah, it works. It works fine because there's similar themes, isn't there? Yeah. But um, in terms of how the series is, what the series has become, or what the series is, it wouldn't work as a film now. Okay, so. Should we move? We've covered Jake, Brooke, Peyton, Lucas. We've covered the River Court guys. We've covered Tim. He's only in that one bit, really. Didn't have any lines, really, I don't think, apart from moaning a bit. Uh, should we cover Lucas? Sorry, should we cover Nathan and Haley? Yes. Okay, so Nathan is going away. Oh! Wait, it end, It starts, sorry, with him uh, waking up at Haley's. Yeah, so uh, I'd said on the last one that she closes the door and we'd both discussed that he wasn't well. He was going to get, he needed a shower, he, he needed, needed French toast. All sorts of grooming and feeding <laughs> yeah, yeah. to be able to uh, handle any extracurricular activity, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And I said it would actually be really nice if they just kind of woke up and they just sort of like, cuddled all night mm-hmm. and that happened and it's really nice it's very nice isn't it the acting's actually really nice as well like they seem really loved up and yeah. she seems really loved up <laughs> he's very patient sex isn't important to me um when you what i like because when you're ready i'll be ready <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not it's not a question of you know 
when we're both ready, it will be the right time. It's whenever you're ready, I'm here. Yeah. I'm ready to go right now. Um, I can borrow a couple of Lucas's multi-pack. <laughs> I'll be over here. Brothers share everything. Yeah. <laughs> Even women. Wow. Oh. Wow. Mm, that's not true. Okay. So, <laughs> what? yeah. So, you liked all of this. It was it was a nice moment, wasn't it? And Hayley looks so happy. So nice. She looks so happy. They're MVP couple, aren't they? At the moment, yeah. They are. Nayley. <laughs> Nayley forever. You look like you're happy about it. I am. <laughs> I am. Talk to me about it's it. It's my favourite couple. Oh, forever. Like, what, of this first season? As I said, when I say things, I hope you can trust me by this point that I wouldn't... I am way too guarded to let spoilers slip out that I'm talking about these 10 episodes only. So they're my favourite couple of, of what we've seen so far. I will always probe and try and slip you up, you know. Yeah. But you've been very good not to. not to. to. I see it as a game. Oh, it's a great game. And I would win. You are winning, yes. <laughs> no, your predictions are very good. There's no winning here. It's all about the taking part. Anyway, so... Then where does we where do we move on to Nathan the practice it's cancelled yep okay we go Nathan's comes back home weekend with Dan yeah he comes back home his bag's been packed and uh, Dan is taking him away to play golf only because Deb has rejected the weekend and Nathan finds that out when he gets to the hotel and it's a king size bed only so just bring a cot in because i like the view doesn't want to doesn't want to risk losing that view because he says to deb this dan sorry says to deb oh i've booked a room at the whatever spa lodge doodah and uh <laughs> that's what it is the doodah remember the view he says it at that point which right. is like you need to spend some time with your son. He's like literally, you know, worked himself to death and ended up taking drugs because of you, Gomo. Just stop. Why are you doing that? Just stop putting all your focus on me. Put your focus on him. But Deb, the view. <laughs> yeah. And then when they get there, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to give up the view. <laughs> Just give up the view. <laughs> what would have been nice is said, I'll tell you what, you can have the bed and I'll have the cot. Yeah, that would have been a that would have been a moment, wouldn't it? Yeah, but we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, for a long time, I didn't know that that's what a cot meant. What, like an extra bed? Yeah, like a, sometimes they bring out a little fold-out bed. Yeah, no, I yeah, I know what that means now. I used to think they didn't like a baby's cot. I just like curl up in there. Dan really handles like the. Uh, the receptionist is like clubs are in the uh, in the trunk. Oh, they'll be waiting for you on the tea in the morning, and they have their tea time and all this sort of stuff. But even at this point, Nathan answers the phone to Haley. But before he answers it, Dan's like, "Oh, she's got you on a short leash," and it it puts him it puts Nathan into a weird mood that. He's then perceiving her as like being needy or whatever, so he just kind of like shuts it off. Oh yeah, I'll call you later. It's all the energy that is being put into him from Dan. Do you think? Oh, uh, I didn't necessarily see it as um, thinking Haley was needy. I thought it was he's made a comment about Haley. I need to get off the phone from her quickly because I don't want him 
mm. to like ruin our moment. Right, right, right. Because I, I quite like talking to her. Well, I prefer it your way. Uh, yeah, I prefer to look at it that way. That that's how I how I saw it. I didn't see it as I, I get your. I can, I completely understand it now. You said it. No, no, but... ignore my way. I want to see it your way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought, oh, he's just pissed off because Dan has said that about Haley, and actually, it's because they're you know it's young love, isn't it? And they're kind of working out how they really feel about each other. Yeah. Um, and it's developing, and he doesn't want Dan to ruin that because yeah. it, he's the sort of guy that would. So he's gone, oh, yeah, it's like not the right time. And he's frustrated with Dan and he doesn't know how to quantify that. So the best thing for him to do is to go, uh, yeah, I haven't really got time right now. I'm really sorry. And then hang up and just get her off, get her off the phone and get away because he can't then continue to comment because mm. he's done what he needs to do by getting rid of her and shutting it down. Mm. Makes it seem like to Dan that he's ended the call because he's got stuff to do. But actually he's ended the call because he doesn't want to react to Dan whilst on the phone to her and mm. make it seem like he's reacting to her. Mm. Yeah, nice. Well, this then continues on the golf course and Dan is just a horrendous douchebag, isn't he? Do you know what this reminded me of? Not the horrendous douchebag bit, the playing golf bit. Yeah, do what? You, do you remember we played golf once? Ye- do we? Yeah. Where? We, me, you and your dad play, went to play golf. Wait, how old Proper were we? Golf. Oh my God, I have no idea. We must have been... Are we talking like kids? 12? Or... Oh, okay, right, right. Around that age. We're at 12, this, 13. This, I have no memory of this. At all? No. I had never played before. I've never played since. Could, could My dad can play golf. Can yeah. I? Could we, I? We went with your dad. Yeah, and yeah. And we took it in turns. Was he, he was, go- was he was good. Yeah, he was fine. But were we both terrible? Uh, so, you were all right. Really? When I started off, though, so we did the first nine holes... Proper nine holes. Well, I, I used to go and play golf with my dad. Yes, like nine hole golf. We did the first nine holes twice. Yeah. I played the first nine holes and you and your dad were amazed at how well I had done. Hmm. You were like, Jesus, this this kid is smashing it. And then I progressively got worse from there. As soon as the two of you had said, are oh, you doing really well? This is going well. Are you sure you never played before? You sure you never played before? That's it. That ruined my golfing career. And it was just downhill from there. Sergio Garcia, I am not. Did, <laughs> did we? Did my dad start looking at you and going, "Remember, play it up, all the way up, down, <laughs> whack the ball." Then just, yeah. But it just made me think. Oh God, yeah. Like when I was watching them play golf, I was thinking, "Oh my God, we we played golf together." That's but cool. But when we were when we were a lot younger, and Dan Scott is my dad, so it's the yeah. whole it's the whole you thing. Go. You're Nathan. Oh God. <laughs> I need a lot more drugs <laughs> <laughs> and hydration. Yes, stay hydrated. <laughs> well, that's cool. But that whole—it was just all typical Dan stuff, wasn't it? Winding up um, Nathan, just continually pi- piling on the pressure. Nathan kind of put it perfectly later in the episode when he Deb's when he cut his back home early at the cafe, and Deb's like, "What? What happened?" And he says, "Well, we were keeping score." Yeah. You yeah, know, what what point to make as well? Yeah, so ends with Nathan sort of hitting the ball in Dan's direction, and Dan saying, "Don't cause a scene." He's like, "I took drugs for you. Don't say that." It's like you know, give Mum a divorce, make her happy, do her a favor, because everyone around you miserable is miserable or something in those you know terms. 
so yeah and then they that, that's kind of it then and then they and then nathan uh, i was expecting back. some some bite back from nathan on this one i was expecting him to to push back at dan big time like something big be revealed so he'd, he'd come out and go i took drugs because of you know because of you something like that but the the divorce thing mm. that that was a shocker so we've gone from deb threatening to stab him while he's asleep to now nathan now saying just divorce her just do everyone a favor and just leave our lives mm. like on your initial and re-watching what you what the kind of the, the emotions around that are you happy about that are you like oh, i don't know how to feel about this because i i personally think brilliant he's finally fighting back he's finally fighting back and getting to a point where he can just go oh piss off i'm well, not interested it's not shocking on the rewatching because you know it's coming and because you know where it leads or where it goes um whether that's you know good bad whatever um so it's actually more strange it would be stranger answering these questions in the earlier episodes of seeing Dan right at the beginning, you know, because his beginning on his evolution to what will happen, you know, eventually um, with his, with his character. So no, it kind of it's not shocking. I guess it happens quicker than you than you kind of remember. Like ten episodes is quite quick. Yeah. Um, for this to happen. But then at the same time, not because I guess they didn't know if they were going to have more episodes, you know? Yeah. This could have been the end of the whole show. So this would have been as bad as, you know, Dan became or whatever. So, yeah. Well, where do we move on to after this? Um, and we have more stuff with Dan that we'll cover when we get to him. Um, Nathan shows up at the cafe and surprises Haley in the kitchen. Yeah, and that that's a nice moment as well, isn't it? Yeah. And she's like really happy to see him. And uh Deb's there and says, "Hi, how was it?" and that's exactly like you said the explanation of, you know, they were keeping score and it just wasn't worth being there, but um and Dan's actually watching from outside. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that I guess when we get to him. Well, it's his whole family. Yeah. And, and technical family all mm-hmm. together in one roof in Karen's cafe yeah you know it's his it's his nightmares lived isn't it coming true it should be his dream yeah uh, um well we'll get back to that but then uh and then we get Nathan at the river court at the end and Just that's playing his game passes the ball to to Lucas doesn't he for yeah Lucas to get the slam dunk yep yeah, it's all really nice. Um, so, what did you? What was your prediction for Nathan? Uh, there has to be a moment of reconciliation with Dan, doesn't there? At least an attempt for Dan to worm his way back in. But I think that that might actually be two or three episodes away. Um, so there needs to to be there needs to be more Dan and Nathan. Sorry, there needs to be more Nathan and Deb. There hasn't been enough of that, I don't think, yet. There's too much Deb trying to push Dan and Nathan together. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's no, I'm going to spend time with my son mm. moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there needs to be that. 
and Haley knowing Deb now fairly well from working at the cafe with her, that might be the that might be the connection. So you know in the first episode where Lucas, Karen and Haley are all eating together, mm-hmm. that might now happen, but it'll be Haley, Nathan and Deb mm-hmm. instead. So the other brother and the other mother. <laughs> My half brother. <laughs> Nice, okay. I think we can pretty much wrap up Haley here because that was kind of all of her parts. Um, Just a really lovely part, wasn't it, for her today? Really happy all the way through. A bit sad when she didn't get to talk to uh, Nathan on the phone and then really happy when he was there at the end. Involved Peyton and used, you know, laughs about how terrible her artwork was, meaning her own artwork. Asked Peyton to help. Peyton helped and said, yeah, great. The only thing I'll do with these is burn them. I have a really important part um, about that exact moment. Did you notice that there is actually a reference to deleted scenes that exist for this episode, but the references have still been left in the episode? There's references to think something that makes no sense. No. Okay, so when Haley asks um, Peyton for help on the posters... She says, oh, can I ask your help? I promise you it's nothing to do with Nathan. It's nothing to do with any orphans or anything like that. I just need help for this. And she's like, yeah. And she kind of says, I'll take back everything I said about you before I knew you. That that whole bit. That whole bit, yeah. yeah. The reference to orphans is because there are like three deleted scenes um, that are on the DVD extras of... From this episode of Haley taking Peyton, I think it's from the episode previous. Sorry, from the last episode, uh, taking Haley taking Peyton to an orphanage, um, and there's a like an orphan girl there that's really good at drawing. It's basically sort of like a like a mini Peyton sort of thing, and uh, she like draws pictures of of like a family home and. Peyton basically like connects her back to like her family or to a family I can't quite remember there's this whole mini story that's encapsulated in this one episode um and I think it was it was put there to basically uh show uh to do something to show Peyton and Haley bonding further and then also to show Peyton sort of you know helping other people and probably giving a bit of a lighter side to her um, but I mean, they just took it out for like running time, but they left that reference in. Oh, wow. um, so you can see that on like the DVD extras, and it's actually really good. Like it's properly edited together, you know, it's like deleted scenes. Um, but they left that reference in, so that's what the orphan reference is about. They intentionally was... left that in. Yeah, they. Well, I think they just left it in because they thought the line still worked, as like as if it was a joke. You know, we're not out helping any orphans or anything like that. Yeah. But there was actually, there was an orphan, there was in an the orphan involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I thought I needed to mention that. That's nice. Um, Haley on this watch is like my female MVP, and she never has been before. Like, I've always liked her as a character, but watching it this time, it's like she's the, and I think maybe it's something to do with having these weak gaps in between. It allows you to really process. But she is, uh, she is by far the coolest um, of the the younger of the young adults of the female characters because she's so confident in herself. She knows what she likes. 
she knows her own boundaries guidelines she's confident she's intelligent she's funny she's by far the mvp i think she's the coolest of of them the only i'm not sure confident is the right uh, she's bubbly well, confident Confidence. in terms of she knows what she likes and what she wants to do. Like, she's not insecure. Yeah. That's, she's secure in who she is as a person. Yeah, maybe confident yeah. is not the right one, but yeah. Yeah, I would agree. She's definitely, definitely up there. Cool. Okay. We shall... Well, that is all of our young characters, younger characters, and we've basically covered keith have we was there any oh keith talks to whitey at one point oh keith finishes with whitey at the at the river court that's really nice that was that also made it feel like a finale didn't it that's exactly why i thought it was coming to an end because it's like do you remember when i brought you here and it was just four of them playing and we were only looking at the one kid now i'm bringing you here and we're looking at what 20 yeah, look what we brought all the there. All of these have been brought together. Yeah, get the cut that angle, the camera angle coming through the back windshield of the car and coming up and over was like kind of uh, a non-standard shot for One Tree Hill. It was a bit special, wasn't it? So it was kind <laughs> of like, oh, this is a grand moment. Yeah, even um, signing off. Yeah, it was that signing off kind of shot. I, I you, I've showed you at home that I have a piece of that river court. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Like, you not see how much... Co- I told you I was thinking about making making part of it into a necklace, like chipping a bit off and having like a river court necklace. So the river court is always by my heart. You didn't mention that, no. How cool... What do you think of it? I think you should invest your time in your soon-to-be-born child. <laughs> <laughs> I can make them one too. Uh... <laughs> Wait until they're 15 and you see if you want them to watch it or not. Oh, interesting. Mm. And then I'll say, there's a podcast here you should never listen to. <laughs> Put that down. <laughs> What's this about groins? <laughs> Don't listen to episode 10. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Is there anything else we need to say about Keith? We kind of touched He's a legend. That. That's what you need to say about Keith. He goes to see Whitey at Whitey's house and Whitey says... Oh, you never was a good paper boy. <laughs> yeah, you smashed windows, um, threw, threw it onto sprinklers that were turned on. Well, if you'd tipped better at Christmas, then, yeah, maybe that <laughs> wouldn't have been the case. Yeah. Then yes. you get some good advice from Whitey. Whitey says, you know, maybe you've got to just take a step back and let people live their lives. And he says Lucas is a good kid again, doesn't he? You know, so he recognises that that's, that hasn't changed. Yeah. Which is nice. Good moments, some really good moments. Whitey had some actually quite um, sort of strong moments in this episode. Uh, yeah, so he's had the moment with, you know, the team and closing the gym and saying we're not going to practice anymore, we're not going to play until things are right. And he's kind of looking at Nathan going, how are you? Things are right? Are you okay? Um, he has his interaction with Dan again and Dan comes in. And Dan goes, what's this? And he's like, looks up and then he goes, he goes, it's a knock. (laughs) Whitey says, I knew he was going to like that line. That was a good line because it's like, he's already come in and asked the question. Then realise Whitey's not going to respond until he knocks. And he's like, okay, shitty response. I like it. (laughs) 
You ever play the ponies, Danny? <laughs> I can't remember what he says. Yeah. But it was, I just, that, that whole interaction was really good. Yeah. And it's it's him sticking it to Tim again, saying, just look after your family. Why? You, you, it doesn't need to be about winning or losing. You know, because um, Dan says you're on a perfect, you're on a perfect run. You're having a perfect season. Why would you? Mm-hmm. Why would you risk it? Why would you risk it now? What's What's the point? And he's like, "It's a game. Don't worry about it. Worry about your family. Yeah. Get people, you know, better." Yeah. And we know that that's not Dan Spokers, is it? Mm. So I I like that. Some really good scenes from Whitey today. And then getting to see them all play. Yeah. That was all really nice. Talk about um, all his years of coaching. So thirty-five years of coaching. He's, yeah, thirty-five he's teams. Slap some yeah. teams. Put his arm around a few of them. You know, do a bit of both with the rest and tell him, you know, some hard truths and stuff like that. But nothing has ever kind of hit him as hard as this. Mm. You know, and um, yeah, some really, really big moments for him. I think rather than just playing like sarcastic, witty one, mm. he's just being quite real. Yeah, that's no, good. Okay, um, what about Debs? Just really, we've we've covered a few bits of hers, haven't we? So interactions uh, with Keith, Nathan, Nathan, Haley. She said to Haley at one point, um, "I'm really happy, Nathan. You're seeing Nathan. That's quite a nice moment." It was nice, yeah. Yeah, I think she kind of played a bit of the background. Like she's there. Yeah, she had <laughs> obviously the bit with yeah, Lucas and Brooke in the store that we've covered. Um, yeah. Is there a moment where Keith and her are in the same shot together? Uh, well, when they're talking, when Keith's saying about putting Lucas in the do they? You know, basement when or there's that. You know, later on when Lucas goes to talk to Deb and says, "Oh, if you need." To talk to me about something. Talk oh, to yeah, me. Dan. Uh, Keith's kind of like Keith's watching, at the end, like, nodding, like drinking from his cup, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a really good moment where Keith's asked the question and he doesn't have an answer, so he just takes a drink from his coffee. What? What question? I can't remember. There's a really there's a moment in that episode where he he doesn't know what to say, so he just drinks from the coffee. Isn't that when Brooke comes in in the morning? It's later on. He's sitting down, I think. I think he's sitting down with Lucas, talking. Oh, okay. And he doesn't know what to say, so he just drinks from his coffee. I okay. thought that was quite good, but I can't remember it. Sorry. Um, I'll, I'll watch it again and <laughs> send you the bit. Um, but back to Deb, I thought there was a moment where him and Deb were fairly close together, and it was almost like Deb is now becoming Karen. Mm-hmm. Because Karen isn't there. She's just fulfilling that role, isn't she? Mm. Um, and she's having the opportunity to potentially be the mother of both of them at the moment. Do we think Deb's getting paid some money to do this? She's putting in a lot of hours. Oh, yeah. You think she's taking some dough? Definitely. She's some? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's getting paid. Okay, good. She's not just doing it. She's doing it because she's kind and wants to help, but she'd be taking some money for it. I would have thought. Yes. Good. I was just checking my notes to make... I'd made some notes, some things I wanted to make sure I'd <laughs> mentioned. I think I've, I've said them all. My, um, my, it's, I think the only thing 
other than what you're about to say, it would just be a prediction for Devin Dan and what's going to happen there. Okay, go ahead. Well, well, I've already said that I think Nathan and Deb need at least an episode together, maybe including Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has to be another confrontational moment between Dan and Deb. But Dan has always been the one coming in going, we've both said something we, we shouldn't have said. Yeah. And, you know, I, we need to move on from this. Let's go away. And he keeps, you know, putting the feelers out for, oh, I can crawl back in. And she keeps shooting him down and saying no. So I, I don't know. I think he kind of needs to come back in with something a lot stronger and go, remember when this happened. But he, it's almost like he's got a hold over her of something. don't know what it is yet. But it's like he knows something about her that no one else does. And he's the sort of person that would use that against her. She has a mole on the bottom of her back, hair coming out of it. Oh, <laughs> he will expose the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Basically. (laughs) Okay, so that was our character breakdown. We can now tell you, listeners, if you're listening on podcast platforms, you can already listen to the next episode of our podcast on our Patreon, which is ravenshoops.net. You can also find the link to our Patreon in our description. If you'd like to find out more information about our Patreon and all our bonus content, you can find out by listening to this. You just became a raven. Hello and welcome to the Mighty 90s Podcast Network. Our network is made up of two podcasts. The Mighty 90s Movie and TV Podcast, a look back at 90s movies we grew up with. And The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you would like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we'd love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier Junior Varsity. You receive one week early access on all of our podcast episodes a patron shout-out on the podcast, access to our monthly One Tree Hill bonus episode, exclusive access to non-90s movies that we will cover, and a 90s movie title of your choice on the wheel. Your movie title choice will be put on this wheel, and at the end of each Mighty 90s episode, we will spin the wheel, and that will decide what movie we will cover next. The second tier, Varsity. All of the perks from Junior Varsity and you get to add a non-90s movie from any year to the wheel. And the final tier, Hall of Fame. If there is anyone out there that loves our work this much, then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from an Instagram follow to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this, and we appreciate you all. Be gentle with us. And wear gloves. So, Dom, judgments. Who was your favourite performer of the episode? I'm going to have to say... Bethany Joy Lenz. Ooh, okay. Just her general... Her acting around, like, just being that, like, joy... That just pure joy was was really good. She it was, put their own joy into her own name. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and the happiness that she plays, and it just seems very natural. 
It feels very real with her on screen. Um, mm. So she wins it this week for me. Yeah, that's true. She was really good. What about you, my friend? I'm going to say... It's a toss-up between Chad, Michael Murray, and Craig Sheffer. He plays Keith. I'm going to go with Craig Sheffer um, for Keith. I know he doesn't have as much screen time, but that moment of... um, you know, you need to look in the mirror and see if the person looking back at you is the sort of person that you want to be. Now, um, when we had Emily on from Oklahoma, our patron, for episode eight, she said that episode sort of eight, nine, did you say eight to 12 or eight, nine, 10? She said eight, nine, and 10. They roll Definitely. together really well. Yeah. And they really do. Like on this watch, because we're having these gaps, and like I said, the first time having these gaps in between each episode, this is the period that did it for me that had the impact it is eight nine and ten uh maybe 11 because i can't i can't remember like i remember as soon as it starts i'm like oh it's this episode um but all of these moments and, and i kind of look at this keith one it's like yeah like when i watched that when i was 23 um you know i was thinking yeah i was looking at the sort of person i wanted to be it's like these and like yeah like the music the yeah it's the, these moments these episodes are really important to me and i think um moments like that are really impactful so yeah nice well who's your favorite character well i was gonna ask you first oh okay so who's your favorite character are um, you gonna double up I think I will double up. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, the uh, honourable mention to Nathan because I loved that he stood up for himself um, with Dan. Um, but yeah, I'll double up for all the reasons that we've already covered. What about you, favourite character? Keith. Yeah. Yeah, I'm picking Keith as well. He he had the most uh, impact on anyone else, I think, in this one, um, and he. He has some really, really good moments of being, um, having to be a strong parent figure and he's trying to be a, a father, but he doesn't know really how to do that. So he even says, I'm trying to be your friend, but I'm trying to do the right things for you and your mum and, mm-hmm. and just keep things normal. And it's really difficult because I, I want to be that friend to you as well. Um, so it's really nice. He played that really well. Um, it like you said, it was really close for me picking him as, um, is it Craig Sheffer, did you say? Yeah. As as the best performer. Because just as an all-rounder, it was great. So he did really, really well. Um, but yeah, he's my favourite character in this episode, definitely. Nice. Okay. Favourite song? It's got to be the theme song. How could it be anything right else? Right at the end, surely. <laughs> Definitely not Travis. <laughs> Dreadful. <laughs> Keeping up appearances. <sighs> Is that making your skin cool? Keeping up with the Joneses. I just don't get I'm fooling <laughs> that? myself. Is that there? No, that's coming. I'm <laughs> Yeah, so Gavin DeGraw is it? Yeah. Or Dave DeGraw, as you like to call him. Dave DeGraw. <laughs> yeah. Gavin DeGraw. Gavin DeGraw. 
Yeah, I can see where the Dave DeGruy comes in. <laughs> but yeah, that's yours? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, how could it not be? Absolutely. I actually got a bit emotional when, that, when it came on. Oh my God. Did you? I did. Uh, the only reason... Did you, did you get a bit emotional? I didn't, no. Oh, because our, our Ravens our Ravens listeners might not know. Oh, that's true, yeah. If you So, if you listen to the Mighty 90s, then you'll already know, but Dominic does not cry at anything. <laughs> anything. A Bambi could be killed in front of him, and he would... Nothing. Where I cry a lot at films um, and TV. So, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was watching this moment thinking this the I, I kind of try and pinpoint the uh the tear jerking moment for you <laughs> of an episode and I was thinking oh we've got we've got the guy that sings the theme tune he's in it he wrote the theme tune sings it. he's basically Dennis Waterman isn't he yeah. he's basically Dennis Waterman he's in the in the show he wrote the theme tune but anyone who knows Dennis Waterman is well done um <laughs> And uh, I was thinking, oh, maybe Simon is a bit touched by this moment. It's quite it a tender moment between a lot of characters. Yeah. I thought maybe you would have cried at the River Court. That was close. I maybe was like, you know, hazy eyed. Yeah. Yeah. Background performer? Well, I know who yours is. It's going to be our main man, isn't it? Walking down those stairs. <laughs> How could it be anyone else? <laughs> I don't remember seeing him, so I can't pick him. Mm-hmm. But who else did I see? Who else did you see? I don't know if they'd count as a background performer, but the uh, Gavin DeGraw's band were pretty good. <laughs> they didn't have any lines. That's true. That's true. Well, one of them did sing a little That's bit. That's true. I'll go with the drummer. Okay. I quite like the day. He was quite entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. And then last but not least, the rating. The precious, precious rating. So last week, I gave episode nine a 10. You did. I wrote it down. You did. And then I showed you after you'd already picked your rating. You did. I have a rating in mind. I was thinking throughout the episode, I had one number. And then it changed to another number by the end of the episode. Uh, I'm comfortable with that number. That's kind of where I would like to sit. But I'd like to hear your number first to see where you thinking of coming in at. I mean, where have you got? Have you got a number in your mind that you happy with? Or yeah, uh, did you have this number from watching it? Has it changed from our conversation? Or I think. Um, I tried to put it in put like context of what I'd seen in the previous episode and then I, I then think right I've watched that episode now if I compare it to the previous one how do I feel about it this is kind of where it sits with me okay so what's your number nine mine's nine also yeah air, air fist bumps. bumps yeah yes <laughs> Excellent. So why why do you think it's a nine? It felt like a signing off episode. It really did. And if they ended it here, it would be kind of a justified ending. And you kind of think, okay, things have been completed. Um, but you want more? But yeah, I kind of want a bit more, yeah. I understand budgetary 
issues and stuff like that that they have to contend with because it's it's a difficult world to be in um, at, at any stage, you know. Um, so fair play to them for, for kind of going, right, let's kind of make this episode and then think, okay, we've got more to make, but this this is kind of a, a good benchmark of finishing. Mm-hmm. So they could have potentially left it there. That's kind of how it felt, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and then they've gone on and made another 12. So just for this season, I mean, obviously they've gone and made another 200 and something or whatever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> 180 yeah. something, isn't it? Episodes 187, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, the hundred seventy odd episodes still to go. Yeah, um, I I just felt like it didn't quite meet up to last week mm. in terms of everything that was going on. Um, I love a cliffhanger, and last week had the cliffhanger of oh we've got choices to make and it's difficult, and this just felt like just the nice, the nice signing off. So we've got nine, mm. ten, nine in terms of the order of episodes eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, and it, it feels it feels like the nines as as the the bookends of the 10 mm. it felt that felt like it was just the right number I thought it's not a 10 only because of uh, like literally you know like I said at the the pilot episode I could watch that episode and just assume that there's nothing more to come yeah now I, I if I didn't know that there was another episode I could just think oh that's it's over and that's kind of where I'm at with that that's the, probably the only reason I'm not now thinking oh what's What's definitely going to happen next? So, like, I've I've got no prediction for for Brooke, no real prediction for Peyton, other than the link with Jake. You know, yeah. I, I can't see what's going to come. You know, until I watch episode eleven, mm-hmm. I think. So that's the only reason, and it's only taken one point off. Do you know what I mean? So. Mm. No, I agree. I don't really have anything to add. Is um, I think it's a really good episode, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was actually at an eight partway through watching it um it was the ending the second half of the episode that made me think actually this is a nine um and yeah i'm happy with that so excellent so um thank you everybody for listening um we haven't had anyone reach out with any of the uh high flyers stuff yet but we do really want to uh, incorporate that only obviously you know people are comfortable doing that so if you want to you know reach out to us with anything to do with our high flyer segment we'd love to hear it um it can be anonymous on the podcast or we can you know don't have to talk about it on the podcast we can just talk on email or or whatever um so please do get in touch with uh, anything about that and you can check us out on patreon you've already heard about ravenshoops.net you can hit us up on social media dom at ravens podcast on instagram and please do us a favour for Uncle Dom and Uncle Simon. <laughs> We're uncles now. Why not? We're your uncles. Throw us a little five star. Throw us a little review. It's been a minute since anyone's written a little review. Come on. <laughs> it helps us get visibility out, you know, to more listeners like you so we can, uh, you know, share the passion. So we appreciate any support from... You know, you just listening to an Instagram follow to to whatever. We're just uh, grateful to do it, you know. So, uh, yeah. Anything else, Dom? No, just please reach out. And, um, yeah, thank you very much. And 
you can also hit us up on our email address, which is the mighty nineties nineties is in nine zero S. So the mighty nineties podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, of any feedback messages, whatever. And if you do leave a review, be gentle with us and wear gloves, but that's not this podcast, Dom. <laughs> that's the sign off for the mighty nineties. What we need to say is this Ravens on free. You do the count, sure. Ready? I'll do that. I'm going to go all in. I'm going all in. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe you. I know. I'm going to go. You need to do it all the time. I'm going to go all in like it's the state championship. Oh. And it's the final quarter. Just pass me the rock. <laughs> I need the final shot. Come okay. on. Count me in. All right. You ready? Yeah. Ravens on three. One. Two, no. You count. <laughs> Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! <laughs>